The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Ah, there's the song. That means we are live here on a Thursday on the middle. Another special edition with Dan Cilio sitting in for Barrett Brooks, who will be back tomorrow. We assume live from Fargo, North Dakota. Can't uh, wait to see and hear you rip that guy for I know. Set I know. It, Hopefully, it, that's got to be on your agenda still. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it is. And I hope maybe Xander can just go back and play the start of yesterday's show. Uh, for Barrett on Friday, maybe we can just do that because I don't know that I don't know that I can duplicate that magic again, uh, Dan. But man, so much has happened since we Damn. last spoke. Uh, we went off the air at what one o'clock yesterday, and a lot has changed in the landscape of the NFL, college football, uh, this whole COVID situation uh, with regards to sports. So uh, a lot to get to today, Dan. And your buddy, uh, Urban Meyer, is yeah. now unemployed. Fired in the middle of the night, Urban Liar finally is exposed again. I told you flat out, Harry, you know, prior to going on the air, I was telling the guys that, you know, this guy in Florida, six years in Gainesville, I call it Gangsterville, and he had 35 arrests in six years, 35 arrests with all those players, kids being kicked off the team. Now, as I told you before, you don't win championships with choir boys. Exactly. But, man, yeah, you've got to have some character. And I'll tell you this, too, Harry. Look at all the things that now have come out. The stuff in Columbus with the chick grinding on him. The hiring yeah. of the coach who had those racial situations at Iowa. The Tebow thing. The kicking of the player, which, by the way, is true. You got to look at that and go like this. Is this is, is this how he treats his coaching staff and his players at all these places? Yeah. Is this what went on at the college level when he was there? Holy cow, I got to tell you, that's not the environment that I would want to send my son to play. So if he thinks he's going to go back to the college level, I know. now look. Give it a year, Harry, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, America forgives everything, no matter right. who you are, no matter what it is. So he'll probably reinvent himself again on Fox Sports, doing yeah. something with college football. But at the end of the day, that's the that's the place you would send your kid. I mean, I, I find this guy, I, I find this guy despicable, man. And he's been doing this shit ever since he's been the head coach at Utah, Florida, and in Columbus. I'm yeah, I don't know you, that man, anything ever came out. I don't know that anything came out about Utah, but I, I'd love to know, you know, if, if if this stuff was going on way back when, because you'd have to think like you like you said, I mean, he is who he is. And, I, you know, when did this all start? Did it start once he, you know, went from Utah to Florida? You know, the, the real big time? I, I don't know. But, yeah, they, I just I didn't know about this Josh Lambeau thing. I guess that might have been the final straw uh, for the owner. And yeah, Shade Khan said Shade Khan called the general counsel of the NFL. Yeah. And it was cooperated with the general counsel, with the player. They got the Players Association involved in it as well. <laughs> and last night after he got the news, man, you know, 
this guy ends up getting 86. By the way, is that a place for Doug Peterson to land? I don't know. I mean, a lot of people here, you know, that cover the Eagles are suggesting that they go after Doug Peterson. I, if I'm Doug Peterson, I'm going to have, you know, probably five or six different opportunities. I don't know that I'd want to go to Jacksonville. That's I mean, a pretty good looking young quarterback, though, it given is, the right coach. I, you know, there's there's other good quarterbacks, too, that are probably going to be uh, needing head coaches, too. I, don't, I, you know, if you just want to check and, uh, you know, maybe you're it's amazing how good people even fail in certain spots. You know what I mean? Like, I just yeah. think that there's places like Detroit, you know, Cleveland to a certain extent is, you know, uh, Stefanski's doing his best to try to reverse that trend. Uh, and he's still having problems there. I just think that there's just bad places. There's a popular word that's overused by some in our business it called culture. But I, I believe that there's sometimes there's just bad culture in certain spots and even the best can't reverse it. I Look don't know the that. Jets. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The Jets, prime the example. Jets are a dumpster yeah. fire. It's, yeah. it's a landfill, Harry. I mean, <laughs> no matter if you're a great coach, no matter if you bring quarter. I mean, think about they've only had one coach with a 500 record in 60 plus years in their organization's history. And that's Parcells. Now, one year Al Groh had a winning year, nine right. and seven. But other than that, it's only been Parcells, not even Weeb Eubank. Right. Had a winning record there, and that's the guy that won Super Bowl. He won Bowl the Super III. Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. They've yeah. never been successful because they go by again, trying to run the team on the sports page instead of trying to build a culture like the Mares do with the Giants. In my right. opinion, again, you're right. There's just like, look at Detroit. The reason that I think Detroit will never be successful, they run the team like it's their Ford Motor Company. There's mm. so many, there's so many um, levels there. You've got 50 different people talking about designs of cars, mm -hmm. and you've got so many people with so many different opinions, you never get clarity in that building. And that's why the Lions have been a train wreck is because they run that team like the, like, like the car company. You've got to have one guy in the room like Belichick or like Carroll or right. whomever makes the decision and says, Buck stops here, dude. Right. Well, you know, like Pittsburgh does with, you know, with their coaches, That's right. like Tomlin. Tomlin's the boss. <laughs> That's right. Kevin Colbert is there. The general manager is there to help. Mm -hmm. He's there to assist. See, like, I say this to you about the Eagles. You know, the problem that the Eagles have is that you have a rock star GM. If I know the GM's <laughs> name, yeah. that means there's a problem. Right. The GM is there. Like, look, Bill Polian, when they got Tony Dungy into Indianapolis, they went like this, Tony. Give me the profile of a guy you want. Give me a Tony Dungy guy. And right. what they did was they built their formula and what they were looking for. It wasn't about the name on the back of the jersey, Harry. It was about the type of character guy that they wanted to be in that organization. That's exactly what Belichick does. But you, you look at how Devontae Smith, Heisman winner, great. Let's get him. I'm like, right. a perimeter guy's not what you needed last year. You needed a linebacker and an edge rusher and maybe somebody back in the secondary because – Look at the division you're in. You are in the NFC East. What's the number one priority in the NFC East? You got to beat Dallas and you got to beat Dak. Right. And he, the Eagles under Jeffrey Lurie, Jeffrey Lurie with Howie Roseman, they like shiny toys is what I've yes. always said. You know, like the shiniest toy gets their attention. And it may not be the best toy or the, or the one with the best value and the best, uh, you know, profit over the, over the, the term, but it's not it, it, it's the better toy. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be as shiny all the time. How so. about this? The most boring team in the NFL are the Patriots. It's funny. Yeah. 
they're the number one team in the AFC right now if the playoffs were to start. Right. <laughs> I mean, Isn't that crazy? It, With a rookie and, quarterback. And, and, hey, and think about this for a second too, Harry. Get this. So, like, the Patriots right now are exactly where they wanted to be because they have an identity and they had a formula and they were going to stick to the formula and they were going to adjust on the fly with the formula. The Eagles got the beginning of the year went like this. Well, we're going to throw the ball. Now, wait a minute. We're going to run the ball. Now, wait a right. minute. We're going to try to throw the ball. Hey, let's get back in the uh, giant game and start throwing. Them. Oh, wait a minute. We screwed up. the Dude, stick to who you are, man. Not who you want to be. Right. And we still don't even know who the quarterback's going to be this Sunday. Oh, come on, There's man. It's no got to be clarity. Pete Mitchell. There's no Give more Pete clarity. Mitchell. Pete Mitchell. Oh, no, give me that piece of shit Sudfeld from a year ago. Sudfeld. <laughs> Sud- is he, How is did he that in guy San Francisco? Yes. I think he's in San Francisco. How did Nate. that guy get on the field last year, Harry? Uh, well, they needed to lose a football game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that's really pr- pretty much what it comes down to. Oh, my God. Oh my God. But, yeah, like, let's go through all the stuff uh, that Urban Meyer has done. There was a great email. Uh, I got from I get this stuff from uh, you probably get it too from Zach Perlis yes. uh, at CBS Sports. Yeah. And he's got it all detailed here. Uh, after Read the, it off. Yeah. Uh, Jaguars kicker Josh Lambeau told the Tampa Bay Times that Meyer kicked him during warmups in a preseason practice. That was the final straw. But you pointed out before the show started, he goes after the kicker. Okay. He kicks the kicker. Imagine wait, if you wait, tried Harry, to do Harry, that to a Harry. defensive tackle. Give me, let me give you a story. Okay. So Vinny Testaverde's first start is in New Orleans Mm -hmm. and we're in New Orleans and Ron Heller, I think he played for the Eagles. Eagles. Yeah. Ron Heller, offensive tackle. I think he played at Penn state too, if Mm -hmm. I'm not mistaken. Right. I'm not sure where he went to college, but we, yeah, I think it was Penn state. We get into the locker room. Okay. All of a sudden Ray Perkins is talking. God rest his soul. Me and him have, made up and it's all good we start talking and he goes ron heller goes yeah don't quit ray hauls off and punches him in the face this is at halftime there's a fist fight ray breaks his hand on ron's face and we're we're throwing dukes rest come in their whistles drop i looked over i go hey man we're the bucks dog we went out there and i'm just telling you this when you put your hands on a player Mm -hmm. at the pro level I don't care who you are. You may get your ass kicked. He kicked that kicker because he thought he could kick the lowest guy on the totem pole on his roster. And to me, that tells me all I need to know about him. He picks on the meek. Right. And he picks on the ones that he knows he can get away with. And that's a lot about his character. But as as a fan, we've all wanted to kick a kicker at one point in our fandom. Oh, you know? of course. So, we, I, I can I, kind they're of not identify. football players, Harry. They're I not can, football players. Right. They're just dudes on a team. But they have a heavy impact on the results. They do. Which is I what's know. The Ask problem. the betters and the dudes in Vegas. Man. Right. Kickers are important <laughs> to the guys in Vegas. That's exactly right. All right. Wide receiver Marvin Jones Jr. leaving the facility due to Myers' criticism only to return and get in a, quote, heated argument with Meyer. That's another thing that happened just recently. Meyer calling his assistant coaches, quote, unquote, losers and forcing them to defend their coaching resume. He hired them. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, you hired these losers, you loser. Uh, benching James Robinson, one of the team's top players, and that's that was a move that did not sit well with the quarterback. I saw some quotes yeah, from Trevor yep, Lawrence yep. a week or so ago about that. In October, Meyer was caught on camera getting friendly with a woman, parentheses, not his wife, at a restaurant in Ohio. 
Meyer had stayed in the area after the Jaguars Thursday night loss to the Bengals, and he she apologized. Was smoking, to the Come on. She was very cute. No, no question. I think they have a history. I think she, he know he knew oh, her from re- before. Hey, Harry, you're being a bro- really well. What, what what gave that away? Yeah. <laughs> Shortly, shortly thereafter, one player said that Meyer had zero credibility with the team. Um, I believe it totally, man. Because hey, how do you look at your players and go like this? Hey, we need character guys. Just remember when you're out there in public, everyone's watching you. Right. And then he turns around and has someone with a cell phone taping that stuff, and it gets back into players. You see, it's not one thing, Harry. Right. It's it's the accumulation of all the things, plus some of the innuendos that were talked about at Columbus uh-huh. and in Gainesville that have all piled up here. You right. know what gets me, too? So Shade Khan didn't do any homework on any of this and didn't question, or was it just because we have painted? You know, let's go back to Tiger here for a second. You know, Tiger was painted with this portrait that he was the upstanding guy and everybody in the community. And you know what? All the golf media and all the sports media loved Tiger Woods until they found out, hey, guess what? This guy's not who that guy is. Mm -hmm. Didn't we do this with Urban Meyer, too? These guys who go back to television, who have had some issues, they reinvent themselves for the public and they put some portrait out there for us. And Harry, you know what happened? We all fall in line with it going. Hey, man, he's a really good coach. He's a really good guy. All of a sudden, we start to forget some of the stuff that's in the past right. with this guy. And it's kind of we, – we throw it out there to the public, and the public goes, yeah, man. I think Shade Khan in the NFL looked at it like, can't be all that bad here. Right. When really, if you did your homework and you went back and asked people, media people, go in and ask some of the players, some of the ex-coaches that coached with them, I wonder what their take would have been. They're probably well, not shocked. Uh, as of Joe Banner uh, 59 minutes ago. On Twitter at Joe Banner 13, Shad Khan is the only person who is surprised by what's happened with the Jags. He has been horrible at hiring. <laughs> he has. He's true. Hey, how about this, too, dude? The guy, Doug Marone, was a better coach yeah. than what they've had there in a long time. And so they went for the, like you said, with um with Howie, they went with the shiny lure, dude. Yep. No, no doubt about it. Now, there was also a, uh, somebody captured a tweet here of him when he was on Fox Urban when he was uh, doing the college stuff with Fox at Ricker NFL did a screen grab. There's a picture of Urban Meyer and it says in the Chiron criteria to examine for struggling teams. Guess what the three things are according what? to Urban Meyer: trust issues, dysfunction, dysfunctional environment, and selfishness. <laughs> I, I think if that I mean, was a, a definition in a book on coaches, I think Meyer's picture would be there. Exactly right. It's That's incredible. Exactly, remember, I told you this yesterday. the the the, the least uh, the least mature person in the Jacksonville building as of last night was Urban Meyer, hmm. not his players. Right. That, and that incredible. to me. Shade Khan had to go like this. And, dude, didn't they give him something like $63 million or something? Oh, They're yeah. going to fire his ass with cause. Well, yeah, with this kicking. I don't I don't yeah. know if he gets any money. No, uh, I, really. I, I think there'll be some type of settlement. But, yeah. hey, well, here, here's the thing, though. You think he gets a job again in a year if he wants one? In a year? Uh, if he wants one, probably. Yeah, Because wouldn't a college go like this? Watch this. How about this? I know that was awesome. Thank you very much yesterday for the coach being hired at Temple. Oh, yeah. But if Temple went like this, hey, we're going to hire Urban Meyer. 
they would be getting a Ferrari that was a little bit dinged up. Mm-hmm. Remember that guy, George O'Leary, they got fired for the resume oh, yeah. stuff right. at Notre Dame? Notre Dame, yeah. UCF hired his ass. Right. They basically got the Notre Dame coach because he had some fudging on his resume. Right. And they reinvented that entire program and then to he became where UCF the is a contender now. Right. He became the AD then, too, didn't he? Yeah. And so yeah. what I'm saying is some school's going to get a break if he wants to coach again. Right. Some, how about this? Somebody like Minnesota or something like Illinois or someone like that hires him in a mm-hmm. big conference or maybe even a Southeastern conference where they tolerate a lot of stuff. Hey, look, man, Ed Ogeron was down there for a while. I love Coach O, man. He's my boy. We're all good. This guy was chasing skirts down there. <laughs> hey, hey, we know we got to we gotta take a fumble sack, fumble sack. Get him, fumble sack. I'm like, go Tigers. Yeah, go Tigers. Go Tigers. <laughs> that hey. guy, how about that guy? He dumped his wife after she beat cancer, and he wins a national championship. Well, I think she's getting some of that $27 million I would hope out the so. door, too. <laughs> I would hope so. She deserves it. That's not that's not all as far as the uh, Urban Meyer resume, though. Um, you brought it up. The Chris Doyle hiring. That was the former strength and conditioning coach at Iowa. Hey, was, I don't know how Kirk Ferentz survived that. Too, I don't either. Tw- hey, get this. That guy was there 21 years with Kirk Ferentz, the head coach of Iowa. Mm-hmm. You're telling me the head coach didn't know there was a temperature in the room. And how they spoke to the black players versus right. the white players. I mean, come yeah. on, man. Tell me, you're, you're telling me you're blind to that? They found out in some investigation. They went, yeah, Kirk didn't know any. I'm like, dude, that. Yeah. How do you not hear the players coming to you going, coach, this guy here, man, he says racist things to us. I mean, right. I mean, that that's that's how, like, you know, like Paterno took the fall for, yeah. for his assistant coach. I mean, it, eventually it filters right to the top. I don't know how he survived it either. Maybe it's because it's Iowa, you know? That's, and, yeah, yeah. And, and because he's won yeah. and because he's revered in that community. Hey, that's funny you bring that up because I have great respect for Joe Paterno. Mm-hmm. How do you look at Joe Paterno today? Uh, a great football coach, a great uh, leader of men. He changed a lot of lives, uh, but also a guy that looked past you know, the obvious in order to save the image of the program that he built. You think this, so this is all there. This is a common theme then with all these coaches Mm -hmm. because Meyer too, right? Right. All of these guys are guilty in some aspect. Isn't it crazy that guys like Calipari and Saban don't have any of that on their resume and they've built this, you know, Calipari's been suspended a few times. What's that? Calipari's done some crooked stuff and gotten slapped on the wrist for it. Has he? Has he? Has his pro? When he was at that's Memphis. When he was at Memphis. When he was at Memphis, they took that runner-up away, and that. Right. I, I think UMass too. They did something. Yeah, right? UMass went to a Final Four, and you you can't find it on the record books. That's right. Right. That was that, that was Marcus, Marcus Camby. Yeah. Yeah. That was Marcus Camby and them guys. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but I mean, but he's a great example of it, though. Like he's he failed up. Even doing yeah. all those things, he's at yeah. Kentucky. Yeah. You know, yeah. he gets yeah. he gets a new All America team every year. It's yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So, so, so I think he probably gets a. But is that is that Jags job an attractive job? I think we bring that up now because your name, like you said, Doug Peterson's name is being thrown around with that. Mm-hmm. If Shade Khan is going to throw that kind of money around, Harry, and he's going to spare no expense you know he's one of the richest owners in the league yeah he's like nine billion dollars yeah worth. he's yeah. like one of the richest guys him and stan Kroenke and all these guys man he's he's right up there with the guy in carolina i mean how is that not an attractive job you've got 
Trevor Lawrence. You bring some decent coaches in there. You bring a great OC in there. You hire – how about this? You hire Joe Barry. Mm-hmm. You bring Joe Barry in there, you know, as as a um, a, 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 as an OC. You know, I'm thinking – you know, I don't know, man. I mean, that looks like a pretty conducive job. But I see what you're saying with Doug. Doug's probably looking at things like Seattle if that's if Carroll steps down. Yeah, Minnesota. That's what, that's what I'm thinking. Okay, like yep. that. Rick Spielman and him could get yeah. along up in absolutely uh, Minnesota, something like that, or even Chicago. You know what I mean? Right. That looks well, they, like a Doug Peterson town, or maybe even New York. Nate Nagy was the the odds on the odds on favorite to be the first coach fired. Urban Meyer was actually second in the odds. I remember looking at looking at those things. I love seeing that that crap. Uh, <laughs> Byron Leftwich, what do you think about him? I think Byron Leftwich has really proven a lot. And to me, I look at him. Hey, the guy in Kansas City, what's his name again? The enemy. The enemy. Yes. You know the reason why he's not a head coach? Well, he had some uh, run-ins back some? in Colorado when he was some. In, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen that list of infractions yeah. going after a fireman, beating up campus cops? Yeah. Getting into confrontations with people—it's—it's right. it's a pretty long list. It and is. I think that thing has frightened. It's almost some- thirty years ago, though. I mean, you know, at some point, doesn't he deserve a, a chance? Yes. You know? I mean, seriously, he does. But do you think white conservative owners are going to give that a chance? Well, that's another thing. But yeah, I, I mean, I—I I think he's deserving. You know? I, 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 do. I really hey, do. Look, you can—you can change. Yeah, you absolutely. Can, you, you can change. You could ter- look, Andy. If Andy Reid speaks. Of him that right. well, I'm good with that because right. Andy Reid's a man of character. Well, that's what all these coaches do in college. They go to uh, to Saban, and it's like coaching like rehab. rehab. You, it's, that's what I've been calling it, coaching rehab. You go become a coordinator or a position coach for Saban for a couple of years, and and then the resume is all polished off. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then yeah, you get yeah, another look, opportunity. Look, yeah. look at Sark. 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 Yeah. Fido. <laughs> Now he's the head coach of Texas. And right, by the and way, he, that's not working out. He went like five and seven or something in his oh, first man. year. Hey, can you yeah. imagine those people in Austin, man, going, right. this is our coach? Yeah. Holy cow. But he did man. just get a transfer quarterback from Ohio State. Oh, uh, wow. So he to can't recruit good. too then. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did he got he got that kid. But Jaguars head coaching candidates. This is all over the internet. The enemy is mentioned, as he should be, Kellen Moore. Byron Moore, left, okay. Byron Leftwich, Joe Brady, uh, who's unemployed right now. Yeah, that's why I met before OC Joe Brady going yeah. down with Doug to uh, Jacksonville. Right, right. Uh, Brian Dayball. Brian Dayball wanted nothing to do with the Philadelphia Eagles job. Do you know that? Why? Uh, he just didn't want to get he, – Howie. He just didn't want to do it. Yeah, he, he, he'd he, rather he, stay Howie. in Buffalo. Yeah, yeah Howie. It's, Dude, it's that, like, guy, that guy has done a whale of a job with Josh – Josh Allen. He's he done has. a whale of a job with him. He has. He'd probably do a pretty good job with Jalen Hurts, too. He would. You he know? would. He would. But those designed runs, man. I mean, Josh Allen, 6'6", 6'5", 245 pounds. He got hurt last week. He did he get hurt. He was leading rusher, and he got hurt. See, I mean, that's eventually the, that's it the, happens. That's the fallback, man. When you get someone like Lamar or Jalen mm-hmm. or Kyler, look at these guys getting banged up. The guys who went from the pocket – are going to be there in week 17, Harry. The guys who are running around like this, man, I mean, you're, you're just waiting for that day in that game to go, okay, well, look, he's got a sprained ankle. If Brady had a sprained ankle, 
he'd still play because he doesn't win with his legs. Right. He just slides. He's right. a great slider in the pocket. But I, I like the aspect of having my quarterback with the ability to make plays with his legs. I just don't need him being my leading rusher. Yeah, that's, I, that's I, the thing. <laughs> I like the way Russell Wilson handles himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. He's not looking to go out and try to get first downs by running for the first downs. Right. He's, he's looking to a, first, right? That's right. Pass yeah. first. And then when everything breaks down, he's got the ability to get to the first down marker. That's the key to how he plays. That's why he doesn't get hit. He doesn't a get lot. banged. He doesn't get, yeah, banged, he doesn't yeah. take big hits. He does get sacked a lot, right. but he doesn't take the big hits when he takes off. But the only games he's missed are were this year. He started yeah, every hand. game, and that was because of the hand hitting a helmet. I think it was Aaron Donald's helmet, wasn't it? That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Crazy. Yeah. Now, who who is Shane Waldron? I'm not familiar. Is he the OC in Seattle? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, and I look at that and go, boy, they've had a really stellar year. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know yeah. if I'm looking at they've that gone, right now. They've gone through a bunch of offensive coordinators up there. Absolutely, man. You know? I mean, I'm, there are, you know, if you look around the room, there's not really a lot of candidates. Think about mm-hmm. who you would hire right now. What about who Jim Caldwell? You, Jim Caldwell's a great name. He's got a winning record, and he play, and he coached in Detroit. I think he I took know, them to the playoffs. They, what, didn't he go 9-7 and seven and they blew him out? I think so, yeah. Ridiculous. 9-7, they would die going 9-7 right. and seven in Detroit. Right. right the guy always looked like he was like almost half asleep, but I think he's yeah. a pretty good football coach. I think Todd Bowles is going to be the next head yeah. coach of the Buccaneers. They signed that four-year contract extension, but yeah. I'll tell you, you know, I know he was in New York with the Jets, but anybody's going to die mm-hmm. in New York with the I'm Jets. So I, I like Todd Bowles. Like so you said, I. I like he's a Temple guy. the enemy. Yeah, yeah. Bowles went yeah those to guys Temple. are all good yeah. dudes. Yeah, yeah. This this Drayton guy uh, has has got a pretty good resume. I mean, he's been a lot of big places, and uh, former players that he recruited speak really, really highly of him and about his leadership qualities. And he's been a really good recruiter. So I'm hopeful that he's uh, going to do a good job. How about this, Harry? Do you think the college guys that when the NFL is looking for head coaches, do you think this Urban Meyer thing will kind of make some of these NFL owners shy away? from going down to the college ranks. Because, mm. look, Jimmy Johnson, he's an outlier. Yeah. I mean, you know, and you got to remember with Pete Carroll, Carroll had two NFL jobs. Before, yeah. With before the he Jets had the, and the Patriots, job. right? Right, Patriots yeah, and right. Jets, yeah. right? And he had a winning record. It wasn't like he completely sucked in those jobs. Right. I mean, so he had NFL experience coaching as a head coach. So when he went back to the league, it wasn't that much of a reach. Now, Kingsbury's but, doing good. Dude, that is yeah. an unbelievable story, actually, because yeah. he had a losing record at Tech. But do you think that kind of persuades them not to go to the college ranks, or do you think Meyer also is an outlier? No, I think Meyer might be the – I think it, what it might persuade these guys to do is to do more due diligence and believe what they what they find as far as character flaws. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's what I would learn from it if I was an owner. <laughs> yeah, well, how about this? You, like, run through one more hoop, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean – how about asking if the guy and all these other these questions like, by the way, too, now it makes me even more so convinced that when he left Florida. And by the way, Harry, I'm going to say something a little salty here on it. Uh oh, I'm never going to question. I'm never going to question a person's health. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to question a person's, um, you know, if there's something wrong family wise, if you need mental health issues, you have to step away from the game. I understand all of that. But when you put all of this stuff together. Him leaving Gainesville because of some health issue. Okay, really? 
Then he gets a job. Then he takes the Ohio State job. Then all of a sudden he had health issues again. Well, that all came out after the fact that that wide receiver coach was beating his wife and he was keeping him on his staff. He had to step away then. Mm -hmm. Then he takes the coaching job with the Jags. Hey, man, I, I don't know about you, but this guy was a – this guy was never going to stay at one place long enough, and he was going to have every alibi on the planet when people caught up to his character. I will rip people for poor character. Yeah. And this guy gives you a laundry list of poor character. No doubt about it. I think he, like I said, I think he's wanted out for a couple of a couple of weeks. Oh, or I months. think he's had. I think, I think he's waved the white flag five oh, weeks yeah. ago. Yeah, but I think he thought he was going to get you know all sixty million dollars that were coming to him. I don't think that's, that's going right. to happen now. And, and, hey, how about this, man? That's a great point. He was wanting to get fired. Mm -hmm. He was daring them to get fired because he would get the contract. Right. But now that he kicked the player, I wonder if somebody leaked that out so Shade Khan could have cause to fire him where he and doesn't know get out of it. on that. Right. Get out right. of that contract and negotiate that $60 million could down. Could be. Right on. Yeah, how about it? <laughs> hey, look, if you release emails on John Gruden. Yeah, right. You're going to help an owner. Look at that. Hey, Shelly uh, Jenkins with a great column on uh, Daniel Snyder just talking about the commissioner and them just being total lowlifes and how they just looked over Daniel Snyder. Mm -hmm. You know this for a fact. All of a sudden, those emails come out of that. Daniel Snyder gets off. Uh, Bruce Allen and John Gruden are the lowlifes. I thought the investigation was on Washington right, and right. sexual harassment. So my point is the NFL is going to help their partners out in any way they can. So they probably wanted to help him out here because general counsel was involved in this. Uh, yeah, but I mean – why would they want to help him if he's if he's doing to get out from that contract? No, but I'm saying, why would they want to help Dan Snyder? Oh, not because Dan Snyder must have some dirt on people. Okay, Dan Snyder must be making the league. He's always know this. Follow the money. There's got to be some asset that he has, or there's got to be some importance that he brings to the league. Surely ain't that team. No. That's for dang sure. I mean, he's because he is the James Dolan of the NFL. He's right. a horrible owner. 95% of that fan base want him out. And I think they were hoping that this this would have done it. Oh, and, and, yeah. and wasn't he asking for a new stadium because mm -hmm. they finally realized that they made a mistake, that they had that stadium in Landover? Yeah, he wants and they a took new stadium. In Virginia, and now they want a new stadium over near RFK where oh, they should have oh, never moved. Right, near RFK because I think the other site is, is Virginia, and he doesn't want to go to Virginia. Yeah, that's, that's right. where their training facility is. That's right. That's which right. Which is in Virginia. Yeah. Right. All right, we got to take a short time out. We'll be back with more. We're just getting started here on a Thursday edition of The Middle. Harry Mays, Dan Cilio talking football on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Back in three. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. 
The city of Philadelphia sparkles during the Christmas holiday season with an array of colorful light displays and illuminated Christmas trees donated or installed for free by the talented electricians of IBEW Local 98. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities at IBEW Local 98, visit us at www.ibew98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back to the middle, Harry Mays, Dan Cilio, and uh, I just looked at the point spread for the Eagles-Washington football team game. It's up to seven, Dan. Eagles favored by seven. That's up from four a couple of days ago because of all okay, these players. I grab that because if they change the protocols by Friday, right. where they're going to allow these guys to play. Right. That grab, number's gonna... grab Washington. It's plus seven. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> grab Washington. Absolutely, if you're a better. that, that they're, they're talking about it now. From what I understand, that the Players Association and the NFL are thinking about if you're vaccinated and booster, mm. I think that you're going to be a little bit more forgiven and you're going to be allowed to play. If I don't you're know asymptomatic. if that's – yeah. I don't know if that's going to be instituted this week, though, Harry. I, I, but again, man, there's just the league is blowing up right now. There's no question that yeah. you're 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 going to have unfair advantages because of COVID going into some of these games. That's not a good look for the league. We got 18 players right now for Washington on that's the COVID crazy. protocol list. Amen. Um, you know, I, I that's 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 not competitive. Okay, that's not fair, man. You want to go into the game as possibly as as competitive as you well, possibly can. They, you know, they did this to Denver last year. You that's know, they, right. They kind of screwed them. So haven't they already set the precedent? They set the precedent. But remember what they said, that if they were going to have a scenario like that again, that they were going to have forfeits? Mm. And see, not, now they can't do the forfeits no. because these guys are vaccinated. Right. They'd be going back on their word a little bit here. So right. I think it's going to be interesting over the next 48 hours to see what happens. Um, yeah, and I was reading some other uh, opinions that said that they might just ramp up, in, in other words, increase the protocols, the stringent, increase them. Uh, yes, increase them. I'm like, Great, are you get, kidding hey, me? 
Then, then, great, then great. Guess what? The Eagles have a shot at winning the Super Bowl. Possibly. <laughs> it, it is amazing, though, when you when you start looking around at some of these other teams. There's very few of these uh, cases going on with the Eagles, so they must be doing something right. Correct, man. You know? and, and 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 get this. So so what? The team with this sucks here. Watch this. It, now it used to be well, the healthiest team's going to have the best chance to win a Super Bowl. Right. Really, that really goes an extra step now. The team with the least amount of COVID. Cases is going to have the best chance to win the Super Bowl. Right. That's not going to go over with fans very well. But I, you know, what do you consider? I consider a COVID case an, an actual illness. Like okay. to me, it's just a positive test. Yeah. But unless Harry, you're guys feeling play unless through you're illnesses, sick, I know. Play- but I'm just saying, like, that when they say COVID cases, I don't even think these are COVID cases, is, is my point. No, oh, no, no. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. That's what, right. that's my no, point. No, 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 no. Yeah. I don't want to use the term sniffles, but I mean, you know, because that's not cool. But I mean, still, man, you, you've got symptoms. You're not saying Odell Beckham played the other night. He came down with it the next day. So obviously he played with it. Right. Exactly. So and he played well, by the way, played real. Yeah. Finally, finally getting plugged in. And I'll then tell you, you that Woods the- injury really has killed the Rams, but they're coming around a little bit better. Yeah, no question. He, he was a big part uh, of what they what they were doing. But uh, then you look at what the NBA, like the Sixers, their players are still, you know, basically given the indication that they're still feeling the effects, even though they're coming back and playing. They lost last night to an undermanned Miami Heat team because Jesus. they threw the zone defense at them and the Sixers can't shoot. Tell me something, though, Harry. How in the world is the NBA more affected? Is it because it's indoors that we're having more cases and more things? Hey, didn't the NHL kind of shut down shop a little bit, too? Have, have uh, the some some NHL teams have been hit, yeah. They're not going to go until Saturday or something the, like that? The New that. York Islanders had to had to postpone a bunch of games. I yeah, know that. and I thought I saw that they were going to, like, ramp it back up on Saturday, this and that. But mm-hmm. is it because they're inside in these arenas? Probably. I mean, because... You know, you're around one another, but if you think about football, you're on top of each other. You're yeah. hitting each other. I mean, you're always – I thought that football would have more of an issue, but these NBA guys, it seems – maybe the NBA protocols are a little bit more tougher than what you have with the NFL. Possibly, yeah. And, and uh, you know, when one or two guys on an NBA roster are, you know, on a list, that, that severely impacts a roster that only has like 14, 15 guys on it. Absolutely, you know, as opposed uh, yeah. to to a football team. Uh, absolutely, but Montez Sweat. I mean, uh, Jonathan Allen. I'm just looking at some of the big names on here: Kendall Fuller, Matt Ioannidis, Kyle Allen, uh, who's the backup quarterback. That's and the, the bulk. The starting of their quarterback team. is is hurt. That's the bulk of their defense, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Their front seven, right? That's Cam the bulk Sims. of that front seven. Yep, Cam Sims, a wide receiver. Apke, a safety. I mean, there's a bunch of important players. Two Hill plays a lot for them. Watch, crazy. Hey, watch Washington man up and beat them. Oh my God! Well, <laughs> that watch, maybe, him, <laughs> watch him man up. Talk hey, about a quarterback want... controversy. Then after okay, that, here we go see. with Anklegate now. Who do right. you want to see Sunday? I'd rather see Jalen Hurts. You'd rather see Jalen over Gardner yeah. Minshew? Yeah, I would. Even even a seventy percent Jalen. Well, I don't. You know, yeah, I would. Okay, I would because so you don't I think wanna, that much of oh, Gardner. I just don't think he's the answer. Okay, you know. All right. All I right. mean, I I just want to. I said from the beginning of the season, back in the summer, that this season was a look see, to see what we have with Jalen Hurts and to see if Nick Sirianni, you know, can coach. And I think after like six, six or seven weeks, I figured that Sirianni's not too bad. 
I'd rather no, have him not. than a couple of a couple of other guys in the Urban Meyer, in the right? Well, yeah, that, that goes without saying. But I'm okay with Sirianni. Um, you know, I didn't like the pandering that he was doing for the you know the first couple months, but I got over it. And I want to see the final four weeks with Jalen Hurts. I want to see if one of these defenses can kind of stifle this run game and to see if Jalen Hurts can rise above it with his arm. That's what I really would like to see. Take me back to when Doug Peterson's first two years as a head coach in Philadelphia. What was the consensus on Doug Peterson his his first year in 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 Philly? How the fans and how the media looked at him compared to what we're talking about with Sirianni? It was kind of similar in the beginning too, because Doug said some things and admitted some things that kind of made him look like he didn't really have uh, you know a grasp, if you will. There was some right. like. He's very, he was very honest and he would tell you stuff and you're like, man, I wish you would kind of, I don't really need to know that because <laughs> yeah, now I'm kind of doubting it kind of thing. So it was sort of the same with Sirianni. Sirianni, you know, uh, kind of came off as like kind of goofy with some of the things that he would tell us about the rock, paper, scissors and, Ugh. you know, all this Kobe kind of Ashi, stuff. Uh, and, videos. And playing, playing horse. Yeah. Kobayashi videos. Yeah. All this kind of stuff. You're like, Oh, I don't want to know this. You drink but, the milk. You have it here. Right. You're motivated. I go, dude, I know how to eat a hot dog. Right. right. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> um, but it's it was kind of similar. And then when he started coaching with Carson the first year, you, you were like, yeah, I kind of starting to like this guy. I think he knows what he's doing. Plus, nobody else was go- knocking down Doug Peterson's door to be their coach. It just seemed like it's an Andy Reid thing. Uh, he didn't really, nobody ever knew if he really called plays while he was in Cincinnati. Yeah, but that or, was uh, the consensus on Reed in Green Bay, too. Nobody right. knew if Andy Reed was going to be the guy when he right. came to Philly because Holmgren called the plays up there. So they were kind of, he was a position coach. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think it was just the fact that he was coaching Brett Favre. Yeah. And he got some, you know, you knew who he was, at least if you did know who he was, it was because he coached Favre. Right. You know, right. so he he had that as far as his resume. So you but think it looks similar in how it looked similar. Mm-hmm. How we're talking about Nick. I, I look at Nick and do this. I go, like I told you yesterday, I love the fact that he was able to go, okay, look, man, we got to get to the running game here. Okay, maybe we screwed up in the beginning here mm-hmm. and we didn't start this thing out like Seth Joyner said on my show the other day that hey, they should have been running the ball from day one and sticking with the run. Mm-hmm. Maybe they, you see, to me, they didn't really have a definitive plan coming into the season. I think they've done all this, Harry, on the fly. Mm-hmm. There's never, there wasn't, like, do you agree? New England came into this season, once they made the decision in the offseason that they were going to move off of Cam and go to Mac Jones, they were in that building and all those coaches sat there and they said, this is what we're going to do. We're going to run the ball. We're not going to put this guy in a position where he's got to throw the ball 35, 36 times, where he could get turnovers. We don't believe in turnovers. And they had a plan coming into the year. Doesn't it look like Philly went like this? Well, let's throw the ball, throw the ball, because that's my forte. I like, I'm a receiver coach. I want to throw the ball. Then all of a sudden they realized this guy's not accurate. Right. He's not accurate. There's limitations. week five or six, they changed it, right? And realized we got one of the best offensive lines in the league. That's right. And they cost themselves some games at the beginning of the year where – like people are saying, this team should have a f- – I agree. I think this Eagle team should have a 500 record right now or right. better. I think they should have a better record. They should have beaten San Francisco early Absolutely. in the season. Right? Yeah. I look at this whole thing and go, man, the whole thing was kind of a coming into the year. was like you just said right now. You went like this. 
Well, like, it's kind of like, let's just wait and see how this thing all plays out. The quarterback, let's find out. It's kind of like they wobbled into the year, not really having an identity or an idea of what the identity was going to look like. Right. And we didn't know what they were going to look like because none of the starters played in the preseason. They didn't show anything in the preseason. I hated, it was all during these practices and stuff, which we don't know, have Harry, eyes I on. hated those cons- the controlled scrimmages that they were evaluating players on. And yeah. I, I was talking to Ross Tucker, and I was talking to was Baldinger. And oh, Baldinger yeah. Baldinger's was there. the best. He's, he is, He's man. the I, best. Oh, I love that guy. <laughs> hey, can I, can, can I tell you a secret? Yeah. Okay, so the thing with Balding, uh-huh. this is kind of embarrassing a little bit, but so Balding dated my wife before I knew my wife. No way. Oh, yeah, because when we were in Dallas together. So I've known Brian Baldinger longer than I've known my wife. We've been together 33 years. <laughs> So every time I get him on my show, he's like, hey, how's my girl doing? Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I go, you shut the hell oh up. My he, goes, he goes, so that's what my kid would have looked like. Oh, my God. <laughs> Awful. Uh, but he's the but greatest. He, hey, he was saying this, though. You know, in the practices, the Eagles were beating up on the Patriots. But then when the Patriots got in that exhibition game. 35 nothing. They slapped him around, mm-hmm. and I never really thought that they were in really game preparation. The one thing that I will always take to my grave on Coach Johnson's preparation of a team. Harry, let me, let me say this to you, man. That guy, you practice game tempo getting water. You practice game tempo throwing the drills. You did game tempo everything. So when you got into a football game, the speed of the game didn't shock you, and you right. were ready to rock, man. Yeah. It, it, it's – like to me, they just didn't seem that they were re- they were playing their preseason like extended into the first quarter of the season. Yeah, and unfortunately, that's the kind of way it is with a lot of teams because of they they can't really hit as much anymore. So that first month of the season, you're sort of figuring out who you are. Yeah, you are. And it took that's the correct. Eagles a couple of more weeks. I mean, into uh, you know the end of October until they really figured out who they were. That's right. Pretty crazy. But if you look at the schedule, I mean. They came out and whipped Atlanta, and it, and then I was thinking, well, they did look really good, but I think Atlanta stinks. They they okay. do, but I'll tell you what I thought in that game. I I even text Sirianni, and I'm like, dude, I thought the I thought the plays were well designed. I mm-hmm. thought that the defense and everything of the structure, but then guess what? They never changed from that first week, and they carried the game plan and the non disguises on defense through the first four games and they never changed. They became predictable and it was never a different game plan the next week. You know what I mean? Everybody started catching up. They caught up with Sirianni and his coaching staff in week three. Yeah. San Francisco was the game that got away from them though. That that's the game they should have had at home. That's right. That's right. That's the one where they had that 90, what was it? 98 yards drive and didn't score a point. That's right. When That's right. They got down in the red zone, yeah. and they weren't running the ball. With the yeah. best O-line in football, you're not Un- running the ball. Unbelievable. I mean, you know, then they lost to Dallas. They got whipped in that game. They, Kansas City, a couple of tough games. And then they found a way to win at Carolina thanks to a blocked punt. Right. Remember they blocked a punt? You, They're better than the first – they're better today than they were at the beginning, correct? Oh, yeah, no doubt. I mean, the Vegas Ra- Raiders game was sort of their bottom. That's when they really got embarrassed. And that's right. That's when out, they had to change. We have to change. Yes. But then the next week, you you know, they beat Detroit. They whipped Detroit. You're thinking, okay, have they really changed? Because it's just Detroit. Right. Uh, but then they went out and played uh, the Chargers, which I kind of figured they'd lose. But they they played tough in that game. Beating Denver on the road, for some reason, impressed me. Because they just came off a crush in Dallas. 
Yeah, right. And Dallas and Dallas had kind of took out the whooping stick on the Eagles on that Monday night game. Mm-hmm. So you were you were looking because hey, dude, Denver went into Dallas. They went into Dallas and they beat them up. Oh, they yeah. just didn't win that game. They beat them they up. They were up like thirty to nothing at some oh, point, one game, point in that I mean, game. I think Olsen called the game and he was like, they are going to turn it on. Right. And they just put the stick on them, man. And then, like you said, the Eagles fly out to to Denver and they put it on them. Yeah. That was impressive. I thought it was that Um, that's their best game of the year. I I think so too. Cause I mean, beating new Orleans, you know, with the the, the backup quarterback, they've gotten some breaks as far as that is a Dennis Allen defense. Remember they were only surrendering 73 yards, um, a game on the ground, and I think they put up a two spot on them to over yeah. 200 yards rushing. They ran them. the hell out of the ball in that. I game. think it was 247, right? Yeah. They had yeah. on that. Yep, that yeah, was you're right. that was another impressive one because that Dennis Allen defense can get after folks. I think that game he this might weekend, get a job again. He might get a. He might get another you know head coaching job. That Dallas, hey, that Tampa game against the Saints. You watch that game's going to be closer than what people think this weekend. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that game's always tight. Yeah. Let's see what's the line in that game. Let's see that what. game. That game, for whatever reason, Harry, just just like the divisional games, though, with the Eagles and the Washington and Dallas and the Giants, those games are always tight and ugly because they're always there's similarity in the fact that you play them twice a year. Eleven. Tampa's it's favored it's by 11? eleven. That's a lot. Wow. And, you know, Tampa has not lost. Is it in Tampa? Yeah, yeah, it's in Tampa. Okay. Tampa has not won a regular season game against the Saints since Brady's been there. That's right. And remember, they crazy? won the Super Bowl from the wild card last year. Right, right. <laughs> That's why they have – hey, talk about getting an advantage. So Brady has a lesser schedule because he had a wild card right. last year instead of being a divisional winner. Right. Okay, so in theory – He's not Washington playing a first-place schedule. Yeah, That's right. right. Washington had to play a first-place schedule with a losing record, and the Buccaneers had a lesser schedule because they were the wild card. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, and, and, yeah. That, and that's why when you read that off yesterday about the Bucks finishing out, Mm-hmm. Look at those finishing games that the Bucks have. There's nobody on that schedule that's going to even give them any kind of competition that the Bucks have in these last four games because no. they are in that wild card seat. Yeah, it's crazy. They got Carolina twice, the Saints this week, and then the Jets on the road. That I all mean, because of they were a wild card. That's as easy as it gets. That, yep. You know, it's a total advantage, man. Yeah, I got. I got to say, I'm really disappointed in my man Matt Rule. I don't think he's done a very good job. This Did year. you think more that he was going to go in there and turn that thing around quicker? They got off to a great start. I think they were three and zero this year, and that thing's wobbled they did. back. And then they played like a week schedule because that's when they lost to the Eagles. They, uh, the next game was against the Eagles, and we were looking look, at their schedule and like, Harry, you know, look how important that quarterback decision is, man. I yeah. mean, well, he okay. made the decision though to, to move on from Bridgewater. Bridgewater. And bring in Sam Darnold. How's that looking? See, to me, Bridgewater, uh, why did you gave him that nice contract mm-hmm. after what he did in New Orleans? You saw, why didn't you just have the patience to stick with Teddy? Right. Teddy's better than anything they have had since Matt Rule has been the quarterback, right. the, the coach there. And he's better than Camp. He's better than Darnold. And you're going like, why did you get rid of He's not was- great. But he's like he's, right. You no, know, he's. But I tell you what, he could be pretty good if you had Christian McCaffrey in the backfield because he remember he didn't have him last year. No. He was injured all year. He's hurt all the time. I think. You, you oh yeah, you know what? You his his treads him. are just about done. Yeah, I agree. Too much of their offense was built around that guy, and they ran him, in my opinion, too much in between the tackles. Mm-hmm. They needed to try to preserve that guy's carries. Eleven carries, maybe a game. 
not 23 carries for a guy 180 pounds. Right. And plus you have him in the offense where you're throwing the football to him. Harry, you're you're looking to get that guy killed. Right. Okay. And it's it's playing out that way. Now, you know he's the highest paid running back in the league. Is he really? Tech, check this out now. So watch. Todd Gurley was the highest paid running back in the league. Hurt. He's whacked. Yep. Look at Zeke. He's right. the highest paid running back now. Hasn't He's going to be whacked. Yep. Christian McCaffrey, dude, these guys today, the only guy that is an outlier is that Derrick Henry guy. But get this, he's hurt. Right, he's hurt. Well, yeah, he had surgery, right? Yep. Sir, um, but they're saying Saquon Barkley, back. too. He's got to be pretty Barkley. highly paid. And he's See, been That's hurt. why I think you have to have dual backs. I think you have to have two people um, I think in you the need backfield three. nowadays. I think you need three. Really? It's okay. Yeah. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell, too, $50 million. He was a bum, too. Right. He the was great in Pittsburgh. Down. The guy with the upside-down tweets. Oh, by the way, think about this for a minute. How's that worked out? He sat out the whole year. He blew $14 million. He took a pay cut going to the Jets, and now, instead of on his track to go to the Hall of Fame, that guy's career, he's unemployed. Three years removed from that whole situation, he's unemployed. Bell? The Ravens cut him. They they did? Yeah, they cut I didn't him. Even he's know not that. on that roster anymore. Wow. I didn't even know that. Hey, I'd like to have was, that guy on my roster. Hey, man, for a couple years, Eagles. though, for a couple years, though, he was a great, oh. he had great patience in the hole. He would sort of hundred yards, 780 and receiving. And he'd have that great jump cut. Yep. He was a great jump cut guy in the hole. Was he that great. good at Michigan State? I, You know, it's a good question because I don't I, think he, I, don't I never knew of him. of him like I know about Kenneth Walker III. Like, I, I didn't that kid. You know. Yeah. I like I love him a lot. Kid. Yeah, I love that kid. By the way, uh, Ironhead's kid plays on that Michigan State team. Yeah, too. he does. That's yeah, right. I love that kid, man. I I love the Haywards. I got a I got a pinched nerve to this day. That I wake up every morning when Ironhead gave me one. Is that on the right? Back of my neck. Holy cow! That guy was a bear. I like I like that coach out there, Mel Tucker. Yeah, me too, man. Yeah. He just got a really great deal. Ten million bucks a year Not for. Yet. They turn that job and hey, dude, but get this. Look at the money, man. So Mel yeah. Tucker gets ten million from Michigan State. Michigan because State because there's like three alumni there that are rich that wanted. Right. To, they just said we're we're gonna pay the guy. We don't want him to ever leave. Is so. Michigan State in the Rose Bowl this year? Um, no, I think it's Ohio State and Utah. That's it. That's right. It's Ohio, Ohio State. State. That's right. I That's like Utah right. in that game too. I do too. With the points, I love Cal. I love. They want to be there. Yeah. I, Ohio yeah. State does not care. No, here, here, here. Hey, whenever we were not in a national championship game, we showed right. up at a Sugar Bowl one year. Mm-hmm. We got hammered so bad down in New Orleans. Man, Tennessee put – it's the only time in my career at Miami where we just got the shit kicked out of us. Is that right? Everybody was hammered. We're down at Hurricane. Hey, how you doing? Oh, so you were, you were partying big time. Oh, big time. And just didn't care. Nobody cared. We were yeah. 10 and 1. We were – I think we were 10 and one mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and and we realized that because Oklahoma had beaten Penn state in the orange bowl. If we had won that game, we would have won another national title, but <laughs> we looked at it. with like, we oh, God, I wish we could have that one back that and the Penn state game. <laughs> yeah. The Penn state game. That was, that, that was oh, incredible. I start that game out with a 15 yard sack. I jump up in front of a hundred million people and I'm on every single newspaper cover. I got these covers up from newsday to right. New York times and, I stand up there. Jerome's like, holy shit, you killed this guy. And I'm like, I look down at this guy, Schaefer, and I go, all day, bitch, all day. And me and Jerome were, that guy in the afternoon wrote a book about us. 
Missing That's Alec. on the fanatic. Yeah, yeah, right, right. He, he's got and Xander was reading them all. He's like, holy cow, silly. He was really great in this book. We were maniacs, but That's we correct. get this in that game. We gave up seven first downs, and we had seven turnovers. Jeez. And oh lost. Oh, my God. Yeah. Do you still have the fatigues? I do. You do? <laughs> I do. I do. Oh, I, and I see how it, how it started because my legs are big. And mm-hmm. what I would do is I would, I would just, I, I wasn't, I wore these pants. Remember those old painters pants back in the day? Yeah. Yeah. Before? Sure. They were very popular. Yeah. Very popular back, back then. Right. So I just wore the pants just to wear them. So I'm showing up to Oklahoma, Florida state. Mm-hmm. I'm showing up and people are like, so you ready for battle. I'm like, what are you talking about? And I had no idea. So then the Vinny Testaverde, believe it or not, Testaverde comes up with the idea. So Jerome, of course, goes and gets all of these fake guns, grenades. Uh-huh. I we show up on an airplane. You could never do this today. <laughs> so we are in full gear fatigues. We've got grenades from like the Army Navy, like plastic right? ones. Yeah, like, yeah. No, 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 no. Like the ones that were at the uh, Army Navy surplus stores. Oh, really? We had grenades and machine guns. We get off the airplane. We have, there's no bullets. There's nothing in there. There's no, because Jimmy didn't want us. It, that's a little, but Jimmy was like, So you guys are going to walk off the plane like this? I said, Yeah, we're what? We had eye black. Uh-huh, like we, were I those, we were the seals. So we walk off this airplane and we walk like we're part of the Black Panthers. We're walking off this thing. People are like, Holy shit, look at these guys. I thought it was a joke. So the next day I show up at a press conference with a Hell's Angels jacket on. And so Jimmy goes, where'd you get that? I go, same place, bro. They got a lot of cool things there. These guys are like, these guys are Hell's Angels on cleats. And wait, you had Hell's Angels colors on? The whole thing. I show up in Arizona at a press conference. Everyone's. I thought it was funny and I thought it brought some drama to the game. You know, and I thought it was all. It was good versus evil. Little did they know Jerry Sandusky was on the other sideline. Oh, my God. Yeah. That guy came into my house, Harry. Did he? And recruited me. Hey, we'd love to have. Dude, he's one of the best recruiters. He's one of the best recruiters and defensive coordinators in college football history. No kidding. Oh, absolutely. When he left that job and he resigned, I knew something was up. Because he was earmarked to be the Penn State coach. Well, you know, he turned down Temple wanted him to be the head coach in the 90s and he didn't want to leave state college to come to philadelphia he was going to be the penn state coach until all of a sudden out of the blue he was i think he resigned like four years before that mess happened Hmm. something like that because then galen hall went up there right right was the offensive coordinator up Mm -hmm. there and galen was like because i think that was joe paterno's first quarterback when he was the head coach back in the 60s and he told me, he goes, yeah, really weird that he would leave. And nobody knew any of the stories that were going yeah. on. But that Penn State game, to this day, it haunts me every single time because that we, we that our team would have been considered the greatest college football team of all time. Now, were you on the Catholics versus convicts team? Or well, were you see, gone by here, here's, here's how that started. So in 85, Penn State or um, Notre Dame comes down. Hold up, though. We can take a break first. We'll take a break. Hold that thought. We'll be back with a great story from Dan Cilio, Catholics versus convicts from 1988, and a whole lot more right here on the middle on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Back in three.
At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. The city of Philadelphia sparkles during the Christmas holiday season with an array of colorful light displays and illuminated Christmas trees donated or installed for free by the talented electricians of IBEW Local 98. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities at IBEW Local 98, visit us at www.ibew98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Hi, welcome back. Second hour of the middle on a Thursday. And we got football tonight, too. We got to get to that game, too. Oh, that's a hell of a game tonight, too, man. Let's get back into this. And also, too, man, you know what? Wentz versus uh, the Patriots. Oh, Saturday night. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Absolutely. All right, let's get back into this story. You're just starting to go into the Catholics versus convicts. This is how it started. And I got to think that I fueled this thing. And you tell me. <laughs> so in high school, I get recruited to go to Notre Dame on a visit. And this just, I like him today, but then I did. And his name was Jerry Fouts. He's a high school oh, yeah. coach. Yeah. Moeller High School. That's right. And yeah. he gets the job. And I'm like, high school? My high school coach knows more than this guy. And so mm-hmm. I'm like, high school? And so I said, so I, they, they take me on a recruiting trip. I show up there. They start showing me guys in leather helmets. And all these guys, all the Notre Dame stuff, this is uh, we're the champions. And I'm like, these guys have been seven and five since Dan Devine had left, and they weren't very good. And so it's 10 feet of snow, too. (laughs) And so they go like this, and I and I swear to you, I'm I'm walking around and I'm going, So, like, where's the chicks? And they go, Oh, they're this is at the time they go, they're at St. Mary's, it's right across the the other school. So wait up, wait up, wait up here. You don't have girls inside the college. He goes, well, they're across the street. I go, no chicks, no sills. That ain't working for me, dude. <laughs> and, and so 
that already started rubbing everyone the wrong way. Oh and, my I, God. and by the way, I went to Catholic schools my entire life, okay? So he goes like this. Yeah, we have this little drill we do. We have everyone jump up and touch the rim. And I could back then dunk a Nerf ball. I couldn't put my hand around the basket, but I could dunk a Nerf ball. So I'm like, I'm not jumping up, dog. And he goes, well, you'll probably only play anyway until you're, you know, your junior or senior year. And I'm like, hey, well, that's not what I'm being told in other places. Mm-hmm. And two coaches I didn't like on my recruiting trips were Earl Bruce and this guy. Ohio State. Earl, or Ohio Bruce, State. Right? I did yeah. not. I wanted to play for Woody so bad. Uh-huh. And when Woody punched that guy in the chin my, my sophomore year in high right. school when he hit that guy. Wasn't that in a bowl game against Clemson? The Gator Bowl. Yeah. And he, hey, he calls me up. Hey, here's Woody. Hey, hey, did, you know, I may not be the coach of the half day, but you know, uh, I have a lot to do. And I go, this dude's got a lisp. Woody Hayes has a lisp. Yeah, I, oh, I didn't like, know that. Oh, he talked like that. No kidding. I, uh, I was like, dog. This wow. Got a, yeah. So anyway, so I, I, I had it. Me and Jerry Fouts did not. They sent me back on a bus on a Saturday. They supposed to send everyone back on Sunday. <laughs> I went back on a bus to Connecticut. Yeah, that's kind of so, like. Uh, uh, Barrett's trip to Penn State. You should, you should hear him tell it sometimes. It's pretty hilarious. So I get down to Miami. We're going to play these guys. All of a sudden, it comes out that Holtz is going to become the new head coach. Right. We beat the brakes off of Notre Dame. The worst beating in the history of Notre Dame still to this day. We beat them 58-7. to mm-hmm. We're sitting here going, I guess the convicts are beating the hell out of the Catholics. We're screaming that on the sideline. Hey, Jerry. Hey, what happened, man? He said we wouldn't be playing until we were. What's going on? Oh, we beat the brakes off them. Jimmy's <laughs> running reverses with a minute left in the game. He's jamming it down. And, and Jimmy, after the game was, they go, hey, did, and Eric Parsegian and Musburger were calling the game. Okay, yeah. And so, like, all these guys were like, oh, this is just unsportsmanlike with the Canes. And they're just hammering Jerry Fouts. And Arrow was so pissed off at us because we just embarrassed him. And, and, and Jimmy was asked a question after. He goes, how come he ran a score up on Fouts in his final game? He goes, well, if they didn't like it, they should have stopped us. Yeah. And so that started it. And then the next year, we beat them 20 to nothing. Mm-hmm. And we started laughing at them. We just started – Notre Dame was not very good. We were mm-hmm. laughing at them. Finally, man, I guess that – I wasn't on the team in, in, in South Bend. I had already been in the NFL. Okay. But the guys were telling me Notre Dame was going to fight in the tunnel. Mm-hmm. They had pre-planned it. They fought the Canes in the tunnel. They get the break when Gary's fumble. Of course, it's Notre Dame. Jimmy was like this, don't ever leave it to the refs at Notre Dame. Bill Moss will tell you, anybody who's ever played at Notre Dame, don't mm-hmm. ever leave it into the hands at that joint. You're never going to get the call. Gary didn't fumble. His knee was down, but whatever. So <laughs> that and, and then that was the Catholics versus the convicts game where everyone was doing those T-shirts and I mean, shit the T-shirts, like that. It was yeah. crazy. Oh, yeah. There was a great – I think it was a 30 for 30. They oh, did. yeah. It was really yeah. good. I think we yeah. got three 30 for 30s on our era. I think it, um, there's one and two. The, I had the actual director on a couple weeks ago, Billy Corbin, mm-hmm. and Billy Corbin was on with me. I went to school with him at Miami. And, um, okay. Yeah, so – that what was, was that one uh, called? The U? Was it just the? I forget the it's name. It's called I, the I, U one and two. Okay, yeah, it was great. And yeah, the U one and two, and so yeah, they were. Uh, hey man, it's it. He he's done some really good movies, but that was the creation of 
like those Notre Dame uh, Miami games. Those Notre Dame Miami games, man. I mean, they were really, yeah, really a lot of animosity because we were looked on. You got to remember, man, we had a lot of black guys on our football team that were from mm-hmm. the inner city. And a lot of these kids couldn't get into Notre Dame because of whatever, because Notre Dame wasn't going to take kids from like Booker T. Washington or right. Overtown or Liberty City. We gave everybody Holtz, an opportunity. Holtz got a few uh, under. He like, did. Under the, the wire. Well, a couple. What he did, though, Holtz went in and did something that no coach at Notre Dame ever did. He went into the inner cities mm-hmm. and recruited places like Pittsburgh and Philly and Miami, South Florida. Yeah. A lot of those coaches were always in the day back then there, Harry, that it's Notre Dame. They throw their helmet in a kid's living room. You're going to go to Notre Dame. But that right. doesn't play out like that anymore. Right. That's why they're in the position that they're in today is because Notre Dame – think about this. So do you think Notre Dame gets the same people that Alabama or LSU or any of those no. Southeastern college? No, they don't. They no. get – they, they get these kids with 3.5. There's nothing wrong right. with that. At no, all. it's great. That's why Brian Kelly ended up leaving, man. He was tired of like going in there, having a 12 and 0 year and then getting beat 45 to 14 by Alabama. And you know what, you know, what's even worse on that is the look, you see the difference. Yeah. Immediately. Like when he was in that title game against oh. Saban in 12, he got ran off the field. Oh yeah. I think it was, what was it? 42, 14 or something Killed like them. that. What, yeah. That thing was not. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, that thing was never competitive. Yeah. Did you see the video? I mean, we talked about Brian Kelly putting on the the fake Southern accent, but how you, you doing, it? everybody here yeah. in Louisiana? <laughs> so great I'm gonna to, have me some gumbo. So great to be here tonight. He yeah. said, "Me <laughs> and my family, family. <laughs> me and my family are so happy to be." I was like, "This guy's from Boston. What the hell is he doing with a Cajun accent?" Hey, everybody, how you doing? The Kellys are down here. And we're happy to be in Baton Rouge. <laughs> did you see? But did you see the video that I he did, did with the five her- with the five star quarterback? Dude, <laughs> this guy's lost it. Isn't it look like he's like been on un- like unwrapped? Yeah. from being at Notre Dame, and now yeah. all of a sudden here's Brian Kelly. Like he's on it. Like I thought it was a stripper pole. Uh, he's like a, it's like a midlife crisis. You know? Yeah. <laughs> hey, maybe it's the job. Ask ask Coach O. Right. You yeah, get the right. money, man. Over- <laughs> right, Walker Howard is the is the quarterback's name. Great, some five star name. <laughs> hey, really? Hey, wait a minute, Louisiana, uh, the South. Walker Howard sounds right. cool. I yeah. get it. Yeah. <laughs> sort of like uh, third. <laughs> sort of like Stetson Bennett at Georgia. You know, isn't that perfect? I mean, you should. Go, some of the guys that played golf there, Hudson Swafford. Oh. I mean, <laughs> Harris English. He's doing. This. Look, he's doing a jig on this thing here. He's dancing with the kid. I'm like, this guy's lost his marbles, man. I mean, I hey, hey Harry, I guess when you have FU money, man, it's all good. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Yeah, as long as he doesn't kick any kickers and call his assistance losers, he'll be fine. Hey, and no, no, and win. But wait, right. Yeah, yeah, he's okay. got to win. Hey, you yeah. want to hear one thing on his contract? Check it out. On Brian Kelly's. Yeah, Brian Kelly's contract has it built in. In the next three years, if he wins a national championship or even plays for it, LSU can't fire him. In the fact, like they, they can fire him, but they have to pay the entire contract off. Oh wow, that's awesome. his agent put that in there. That in the next three so, years, three years, if he survives three years, you have to pay the entire con. He'll get all ninety-five million dollars now. Wow, that's incredible. Well, yeah. I'm sure you went over what was uh, the terms of Lincoln Riley's contract. $113 million. Is that what it is? He's getting how much a year? $13 uh, million? $110. Okay. Um, 
rumored to be $110 million. And he's also got, let me see where I can find this. They've got the breakdown of the year by year thing where oh, that, they paid for the buyout at Oklahoma, Oklahoma, which was like $5 million. Six million housing yes. credit they gave him. That's the thing. Yeah, they bought his house in Norman. And 500 grand over, over value. value. Right. And then got him a, a place. I think he had two places in yes. Oklahoma. They purchased both of them and then bought him, buying him a place in uh, Southern California. They gave him a $6 million allowance for him to go buy a home in Unbelievable. LA. How great is that? And oh then his family has see- full time access to the private jet. Know this, though. Get this. Oh, yeah. Watch this. Not just for recruiting. Right. Anytime he feels like Going on a vacation. Yeah. Do you know where they got that from? Because when Condoleezza Rice got the job at Stanford, Mm -hmm. she was like this. They made her head of like a a department. She was like this. I can't afford a house in Northern California the way we want to live where I was in Georgetown. They bought her a home. And so like they're big time teachers that they have in some of these schools. They buy them homes. This is the first time I've ever seen this. Okay, I know Saban had to had to be at Alabama for a little bit, and I know they bought him a um, they bought him a summer home on the same lake that they uh, filmed Deliverance. He's it's got like some, in northern Georgia, or yeah, or, like that. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. It's on the same lake that they yeah. filmed Deliverance on. So okay. he goes there. He has that whole setup there. So these <laughs> look at these coaches, man. I, Amazing. And you know, he's he's got some accelerator in his contract, doesn't he? Whereas as soon as he's not the highest paid coach, whatever that guy got, he gets a certain percentage more. That that was the old Warren Moon. Warren Moon had a contract back in the day where if Warren Moon Moon was never the highest paid player um, in the NFL at quarterback. But you know what Lee Steinberg did? Steinberg put in his contract. He could never be paid lower than the third. Hmm. So when Marino or Elway's deal got redone, every single year Moon got extra money, wow. and it was they don't do that anymore. But yeah. Moon was never the never lower than the third highest paid guy in the league because he put that accelerator in there. By the way, don't you Lincoln love Lee Steinberg? And, yeah, Lincoln Riley and some of these coaches they also have tenor um, bonuses too. I know who was the coach before it slips my mind before Lincoln Riley. He's on Fox now. Uh, Clay Helton? No, 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 no. I'm talking at Oklahoma. Who's oh, at Oklahoma. Stoops. Stoops. Stoops was – they have a 10-year accelerator. If you're there 10 years, you get $6 bucks. You just get a check for six – if you're there at over Oklahoma. 10 years. Yeah, at Oklahoma. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah, so they, they pay these coaches like these accelerators. If you're there for a certain amount of time, you get extra cash right. added on. Think of what Saban will make for the um, for the championship. So winning the SEC he gets one point five million bonus. Getting to the semis, he gets one point five. Winning that game, he gets one point five. Getting to the title game, he gets one point five. Winning it, he gets one point five. Wow. This guy may make seven million bucks just over the next couple of weeks. That's a lot of one point fives. Huh? <laughs> That's a lot of one point fives. For one game. How about it? Oh, but Incredible. it's all about the kids, right? Right, right, right. right. Absolutely. <laughs> How about Dion? Yeah, that's right. I see that on the chat on the stream, and I wanted to get to that. Um, I found the video of the kid, Travis Hunter, apparently. You know what is, happened, is, right? Well, he's supposed to go to Florida State, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, that. Right. See, well, Luther Campbell's on my Twitter page, and you know what happened? No. 
No. Hey, tell the people the story. Go ahead. Okay. I'll tell you what happened behind the scenes. Well, I mean, Travis Hunter is supposed to be the number one recruit in the entire country. He is. Okay. And he's a defensive back, so a stu- superstar. Was committed, apparently, or going to be committed to Florida State and ended up flipping to Jackson State, which is an Deion HBCU Sanders, school. An, an HBCU school, which is an unbelievable get. I mean, th- this is like the, the most unbelievable flip of all time. And I had the video of him, you know, putting the hats on and all this kind of stuff. It's kind of funny. Uh, but tell your story because I don't know this. Okay. So the new nil ruling, right? Right. Are, are you under some uh, like uh, – by the way, Xander's got that video. Name, image, and likeness you're talking yes. about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, hey Xander, are you going to play it? Yeah, let's play it. It's actually pretty good. <laughs> That's Georgia. That's Florida State. Let's go. So Georgia and Florida State, he tosses away and gets to get him a Jackson State hat. How do you think that worked out? Um, the new me. nil law. Yeah. So Dion's pretty connected. Do we agree? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. How would you like to be promised this? Mm-hmm. We'll get you a car deal. We'll get you a salary of ten to fifteen thousand dollars a month. How would you like to have free housing? Mm-hmm. A real estate person in around the school gives him a free house. They use that nil ruling to start to lure the guys in. There's no guardrails on this stuff, no, Harry. There isn't. It's like, well, like the, the wild NCAA west. NCAA has no jurisdiction over this. They tried to stop it. Right. And so a program like Jackson State can go like this. We'll pay you $15,000 a month in cash, give you a Jaguar, and we'll put you in a position right now where you can do whatever you need, whatever you guys need. Does your family need a job? Does um, And anybody... that's all done through corporate, like a corporation sort of sponsoring yeah. him? Yeah, you'll have, local corp- you'll have local sponsorship. You'll have local sponsorship doing all this right. stuff. So the kid's now an employee of the institution now because of the new nil rule. Hey, and by the way, I think it's smart. Yeah, I do you too. Want, hey, you think you got – you think you didn't get that kid because you weren't handing out dough to that guy and you weren't <laughs> handing opportunities out to his family? How do you know he didn't buy – they didn't buy a new house for their family too? Right, for their family. So Luther's on here going, guarantee you – because you see what happened the night that the kid flipped? A legislator in the state of Florida now wants to put – uh, parameters on this new nil ruling on how you can come up with ways to pay these kids too. Wow. So, well, how yeah, does how does Florida state, state how does Florida State not have alumni that can hook the kid up? You know what I mean? Like, but Florida State's not going to go over the top for one kid because you got to re- because then you're going to have every kid doing it that wants mm-hmm. to go to Florida State. Jackson State, you could do this. This kid's different than you, right? Okay, yeah, okay. Kids, he's the number one recruit in the country. Yeah. And do you know what that also does? You get the number one recruit in the country, 
that's also going to start to do this. That's also going to start bringing in other people now. That's going to start going, hey, man, they got they, you, that's a really good coup for those dudes. It is. It is. I, I think uh, Deion Sanders should be the Florida State head coach at some point. I can't believe Absolutely. he's not already I, there. Hey, I, I thought he was going to get the TCU job. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I thought he was going to get that. If I were – can you imagine having Deion Sanders at a high-profile program where you had all the resources and you'd have yeah. television cameras on that program every day? You know he can recruit. You know he loves – he's been coaching high school football for the last 15 years too, by the way. Right, and he's he's already – he's in that commercial with Saban too. Now I Saban can't loves look, him. I can't look at it the same way now because it's like, must be the money. Yeah. Now I'm going to start thinking about this kid. Oh, no, no. That, well, <laughs> hey, I'll tell you this. They didn't get that kid there because some – Somebody took him around on a visit and, hey, and, and, and fed him a good meal. Here, here, here's the difference. The facilities will be like this. The old Eagle facility versus um, the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. When you go to Jackson State, you think those facilities are in line with Georgia or Florida no. State? They're not even no. in the same conversation. Florida State's aren't even that good. That's right. Georgia's that's, one of the reasons, that's one of the reasons why Jimbo Fisher left. That's right. Yeah. Georgia is, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Those are prime time facilities. What is Miami's like? Miami's getting better. Mm-hmm. Okay. But see, the school was never built on kids coming down there or kids in the community. See, that was here, here's been the problem. All those schools have come in down to South Florida. And they've gone in there and they've taken those kids out because Miami doesn't recruit the local kids anymore like they used to back in the day with Dennis and Jimmy. That'll change now. Oh, it will change yeah. because of uh, because of Cristobal being in there for sure. Right. So, have you had him but, on your show? No, I'm gonna, I, I gave him a little time to breathe because I know he had to do some local stuff and then some national. Yeah. Then I'll get him on. I've had him on. We've had him on our show before, but he was at Oregon. Okay, I'm gonna get him on again. I. I know the family 35 years. I, I played with Lewis's older brother, and he mm-hmm. had just gotten there. And he's from Columbus High, right there in uh, the area. He's a great, great recruiter. He saved yeah. their recruiting class this year. I think Miami will be a player in three years. I think so, too. It might, it might not even be three because there was hey, some, not, not. This some kid leftover Van kids. Yeah, he's a stud. Yeah, he's a stud. He's from yeah. Connecticut. And I yeah, know tell me about him because he was kind of buried on the depth chart at the beginning of the season, wasn't he? Because, yeah, they had this kid, De'Ara King. Right, and from he had Houston. transferred over from Houston. Right. And he was a good football player, but he was banged up from the year before. He never got healthy. Right. So Tyler Van Dyke is recruited from my state, Connecticut. They bring this kid down. He's like the third-team guy. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, they put him in the game, and he just starts to – all of a sudden, all the other quarterbacks start transferring. I see why now because right. this kid – by the way, Miami got a five-star recruit at quarterback still to go to the to school anyway. So I was oh, they like, did? Oh. Yeah, Yesterday? they got a five-star. Yeah. Oh, wow. Early signing. Yeah, so they were able to do that. And I was going like, holy cow, man. So this kid Van Dyke, man, I think, you know, he's probably the best quarterback they've had there since Testaverde. Wow. That's, that's yeah. big time. Yeah, he's probably the best QB, probably the best arm since Testaverde. Did you see where they they listed uh, Texas A&M as having the best class ahead of Alabama? What you know why? Here's why. It's the richest school in the country. Is it really? Even bigger than Texas. Wow. The richest programs. That Kyle Field that they play on, Mm -hmm. get this, there's a hotel that's right across the street. And when you play – a home game at Kyle Field, all the alumni come in and they spend $5,000 a night 
to stay at this hotel, this deluxe hotel, all that money goes to the football program. Oh, wow. Texas A&M is the richest, most productive when it comes to generating money than any other program in the country. That's incredible. The University of Texas is second. Now, how long has that been? Is that recent? Seven years. Okay. Okay. According, This is in Forbes. Oh, okay. wow. That Texas A&M is the richest college. They make over $300 million a year. Wow. And remember something. That program doesn't have to declare taxes because they're like a church. It's tax exempt when they earn all that money. So all that money goes into the coffers of Texas A&M sports. Mm. That football program generates. and, and you well, That's know why their facilities are so good. Unbelievable yeah. facilities. Yeah. But, yet I turn around, I look at Dumbo Fisher and go, bro, you got to win eventually, man. Right. Especially you can't now. be 8-4. No. Okay. Now, he, be, he beat Saban this past year, so that's going to get some heat off of him. And now he's got a great recruiting class. So, uh, but you're right. We had a really good game. Really, yeah. really, really good game against Alabama. I hate people that talk too fast and whisper. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're shady. Oh, my goodness. I'm just looking here at some of these winners and losers. It's the same teams every year. Although they yeah. like what Texas did. Apparently, Texas did a good job. And you see – you know, my, my man Drayton was allowed to stay there for the first day of signing day before they announced it. Absolutely. You know? But get this, though. So going into this recruiting in this early recruiting period, Texas had 53 four- to five-star guys on that roster. And you're four and seven? Yeah, that's that's terrible. Well, okay. they didn't have a quarterback. Hoss, you're four <laughs> and seven? You're losing to Kansas? <laughs> yeah, losing to Kansas is inexcusable. You can't lose to you Kansas. Can't lose to Kansas. Kansas is a basketball school, That's right? There wasn't that like uh, overtime, like 58 to something? Kansas. Yeah, I, I know. I, hey, let's see. John Riggins, Gail Sayers, right. and Lynn Dickey. <laughs> right, Lynn Dickey. John Hadle, too, I think. John Hadle. I think John okay. Hadle, yeah. Hey, Harry, really? Right, That's but you had me at Riggins, though. Dude, man, uh, yeah, you know, in Sarah's, okay, yes. I'm good with that. Yeah. Those two yeah. guys, those two guys carry the day. <laughs> yeah, they got they got gold jackets. Yes, absolutely. Right, right. man, I'm just saying, a and M number one, Bama two, Georgia three, Ohio State four, Texas five, Penn State six, uh, Notre Dame seven, North Carolina eight, Michigan How about this nine, with James Franklin. If I told you James Franklin is a 500 coach over the last 19 games. Would you be yeah. shocked? No. Nope. I don't know, man. I mean, yeah. what's he done to deserve that $10 million? He keeps on he keeps on telling him about the recruiting classes. And I get it. He recruits well, but you got to win. Harry. You can't go eight and four. Week, it's just like it's just like you said with Jimbo Fisher. Harry, you know? I mean, they're they're they're, they're five hundred of them in the last two and a half years. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. You don't you don't get to go back when let, let's be fair here too. You know who did a really good job at that program? Bill O'Brien did a hell of a yeah. job after that whole fiasco with Joe Paterno. Yeah. Yep. He did a great job at pouring the cement. The NCAA got slapped around. They had to drop all those sanctions, bowl right. games, and all the money they were going to have to pay. NCAA, the National Communist Association of America thought they were like the FBI or something. And now he's at coaching rehab with Saban right now. Oh, and he'll, he'll get be a back. job. He'll be back. I thought he was going to get the LSU job. Oh really? Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. I didn't know that, uh, that that he was high up on their list. You know, Indiana came in at the number twenty recruiting class. Doesn't shock me. That coach there, I can't I can't think of his name, but that they've done a nice job at retooling uh -huh. that program. A year ago, 
they really I thought they gave Ohio State all they can handle they down in down in Bloomington. And they I did. thought Justin Fields didn't have the best game against that Indiana team because that game went back and forth, if I'm yeah. not mistaken, down in Bloomington. And he was he he's really done a nice job with that program. They walked back a little bit, but that's because Indiana doesn't have the conveyor belt. No. And what I mean by the conveyor belt, you know, when guys leave, you're still good. Mm-hmm. There's very few programs. Because you got uh, another four-star coming in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clemson, I was shocked, kind of walked back, but they still won eight, nine games this year. Yeah, I'm surprised at that quarterback, though. I thought he was going to be better. Oh, me too, man. I thought, yeah. you know, I had people actually telling me that he was going to be better than even Trevor Lawrence, and I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, well, that's not really the best June, uh, uh, freshman year I've seen out of a quarterback, believe me. No, that's true. Um, they they lost their quarterback, though, Indiana. He transferred to yes. Washington. Yeah. Okay, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, he just transferred. He got hurt too, if I'm yeah, not he mistaken. Did, he did. At the end of the year previous. Yep. Yep. Yeah, he was uh, good. He was. Oregon, thirty-first. I'm just trying to see if where's we're, Temple. Oh, <laughs> come on, man. How co- how come they don't put more into that program? Well, I mean, they did when Rule was there. I mean, they they got the maximum they amount have of the it. Money? If he would have, they have it. They just don't want to spend it. Okay. Yeah, kind of like yeah. our school until Mario. Miami. Our school didn't want to spend it too. Yeah, sixty-two Miami, according Six- to this list. Wow, that's yeah. awful. Yeah, sixty-two, right awful. ahead of Memphis. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get me going. Okay, you, you know what Xander said? Don't go off the rails on yeah. Meyer. Don't, yeah. don't, don't let me go off the rails. I had a rant a couple of years back uh-huh. about Miami football and out the greatness of Al Golden. Right. And I, I just, I, I, I can't go off. I, I'm not going off the rails there with that. Well, you know, my school, we lost two coaches to you. Yes. Golden and Diaz. Al Golden. Yeah. Building championships through New Jersey. Now, how about Diaz? <laughs> how about Diaz going to Penn State? Did you see that video, too? Like he was walking into the hallowed halls of. I didn't of see it. Happy Valley. And yeah, there's this video. He's walking like this. Oh, yeah. Around, and I'm going like, Hoss, man, you were 18 and 11. Come on now. Right. And you gave up 700 yards rushing against mm-hmm. UNC. I like Manny. Manny and I are friends, but come on, dude. You weren't that really good of a, a defensive coordinator when you were at Miami. He was just not. That team, Mac Brown's Carolina team ran for 700 yards. Wow. On them two years ago. Two years ago with those NFL backs. They, yeah. Both those guys are in the NFL. Yeah. What's yeah. 700 yards? That's mm-hmm. like something that Emmett did at Penn, at Pensacola when he That's, was in high school. Right, in high school. Yeah, when they, these guys go yards. for three 350 in a high oh, school. Yeah, he game. went to Escambia High School. Temple came in at 110, for your information. They only had five commits. Wow, That's it must it. be hard. Is it an academic school? Yeah, it's yeah, it's good academics. I okay. mean, it's not it's not Duke. It's not Harvard, but okay. it's good. Okay. Um, let me see. They're, they're more on. They're more on hoop, though, right? They put well, all the resources in hoop. Their hoop. Te- their hoop program is in the. In the here it is, right here. Here's Manny right, Diaz, right here. Let's look, look. Here's, watch this. Watch this. Going into Beaver Stadium. He's just thinking of the next whiteout. Look at this. Look at this. He's yeah. the D coordinator. I thought he was the head guy. Look at this. Okay. Look at this. This is on his Twitter page. He was fired a day earlier. Wow. Now he's looking around. Uh huh. He's probably looking for wins. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the press, the press box is up here. 
Yeah. Oh, Dude, man. Come on, man. Come on. Wow. Come on, man. That's pretty cool. I, 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 hey, I want, I, I, that's how I want my show to start from now on. Big Sills with a walk up. Okay. <laughs> what would be your music? What would be your song? Think about it while we Whiskey take a Whiskey in break. a jar. Oh, wow. The Metallica version, yeah. I assume, Whiskey, right? Oh, yeah. Not, no, no. Whiskey <laughs> in a jar, Metallica. Okay. All right. That's yeah. good. It didn't take you very long. You've obviously thought about that. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. It's on my highlight video on the internet. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. All right, we'll take a quick timeout. Be back for the final half hour on the middle, a special Thursday edition uh, with Dan Cilio and Harry Mays back after this. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. The city of Philadelphia sparkles during the Christmas holiday season with an array of colorful light displays and illuminated Christmas trees donated or installed for free by the talented electricians of IBEW Local 98. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities at IBEW Local 98, visit us at www.ibew98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back to the middle final segment. Appreciate Dan sitting in here for these past two days, man. This has been fun. Oh yeah, man. A lot of Just fun. chopping it up. Football. Dude, fast too, right? <laughs> I know it, it flies by. Yeah. Um, tonight's game, Kansas city at LA chargers. Um, great game. Kansas city's a road favorite 
The line stayed pretty solid at three and a half for most of the week. Uh, It's revenge for the Chiefs from way earlier in the season when Mahomes threw the ball away, like uh, three or four interceptions I think he had in that game. They definitely lost the turnover battle like by four, and the Chargers win the game. What do you think? I want to give you a – evaluation on how Jimmy Johnson sees Patrick Mahomes. And you tell me if you subscribe to this mm-hmm. and both these guys that are going to be in this game tonight, Justin Herbert, who I met, by the way, I think I've told you this before. I stood next to him. Yeah. Big I dude. mean, this guy could eat like 10 bowls of soup off my head. I can't yeah. believe how tall he is, man. He's a big he dude. Is, <laughs> and he can move. Uh-huh. Yes. He's got okay, functional I'm, mobility. I'm going to make a comparison to you and you tell me how you, how you look at this here. And I, I may have said this to you before, Harry, You've got to be willing. Like, I'm going to use a Barry Sanders and Emmett Smith comparison here. Mm-hmm. Who do you think was the, the, the most productive back of those two guys? What back would you want? Barry Sanders in a championship game and in the playoffs. Would you want Barry Sanders? Emmett Smith. Or would you want Emmett? I'd want Emmett. Here's why Jimmy says the same thing. Mm-hmm. Barry Sanders is going to make electric plays. He's yep. going to have a 75-yard run, He's, but he's also going to have minus Negative points. plays, yep. You're going to see a couple negative plays. If you're okay to learn to live with that, that's going to be okay. But yeah. here was Emmett, 8 yards, 15 yards, 7 yards, 9 yards, 8 yards, 2 yards, 1 yard. You look up, 25 carries, he's got 154 yards, yep. and you're like, holy crap, he got two TDs. Right. And he's one time in possession for the team. Now, right. look, the old lines I get – I'm not debating any of that. With Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid has done such a good job, and it's been a it's been a learning lesson for him to keep him inside the guardrails or the structure of the offense because he does so many unconventional things. He rolls, he'll throw the football with an offhand, he'll right. throw an underarm, alternate quarter. platforms, yeah. All that stuff, you've got to understand that he's going to – remember what the comment was coming into this year? This is the first year that he's learned how to really read defenses and he's understanding on what Andy really – this guy's playing off of ability. He also loses his patience. Mm-hmm. He's not going to go – he's not going to dink and dunk like Brady. Dink right. and dunk, go to a back. He's going to chuck it down the field. Yeah, and without what- a running game – that's kind of eluded them the last two years. It's gotten better over the last couple of weeks. I don't think Kansas City is really a Super Bowl contending team because when they get into the red zone, Harry, they can't run the ball. Right. They can't control the clock late in games when you have to run that clock out. Like, say, the Bucks can with Leonard Fournette. Packers can. Yeah, with, Fournette's with, a beast. He is. And you know what? He's a beast when they need it. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think the Rams are going to struggle a little bit also because they don't really run the ball. But Mahomes, he's gotten better because the defense on the other side of the field has gotten better. Chris Jones is playing yes. great football. He's they got healthy, healthy too. Yeah, they, they got, got and they made the deal for Ingram from Pittsburgh, which I think that's was right. a, a that's bold right. move and from them. I watched him when he was with the Chargers. He's a pass rusher. Oh, yeah. He's really good when he's healthy. I was doing work with Baldy when he was at South Carolina, and I would come in raving after a Saturday of watching college football on a Monday. We we talked about him like every other week when he was at oh, South Carolina. He, he he's yeah. he's a special player. Went yeah. healthy. Yep. And as as for the Chargers, the Chargers are they also struggle with patience and mm-hmm. Brandon Staley and that coaching staff. 
I think they yeah. lose patience a little bit. Yep. But I, I, I'll tell you this, man. I think this Justin Herbert and this Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, these are the faces of the league. These guys are phenomenal. Fun to watch. out of college. Yeah. And it's funny you bring that up, the patience thing, because I forget who was doing the game. It was a, a Chiefs game a couple of weeks ago. And it might have been Charles Davis who brought that up. Like they're going to run two deep safeties and they're going to they're going to test his patience to see if he can, you know, hand the ball off or take what the defense gives him. And they're going to bet that he's going to try to take something big. And that's, that's when correct. they're going to bite him. And it's exactly what happened. That's what you watch with that Giants. I think that the Giants play Kansas City this year. I thought they played Kansas City. And what they did was they played that umbrella defense. Yep. They went like this. Okay. He's going to have to go 14 plays, right? 80 yards to try to. We don't think he's going to stay inside the structure of the offense, right? Either that Somebody's or they'll get gonna, a big penalty and they'll get put, put him behind the, the downs. And yep, that's, that's exactly why they sit there and go, I'll tell yep. you what, I'll give you 400 yards in a game, but I won't give you his 200 yards rushing. Mm-hmm. That's why the Eagles, in my opinion, Harry, they could be, they could be a scary team if they got into the postseason because. They're not going to throw the ball a ton of times. But I'll tell you what they're going to do. They get into a game against the Rams or some team that can't stop the run. They're going to own time of possession, and they're going to run you off the field because they can. The teams that throw for all these yards, like the Chiefs and such like that, Mm -hmm. I mean, if you Between the 20s, it's nice. That's right. And when they lost Kareem Hunt, they lost 17% of their offense when that kid – got jettisoned off yeah. that team for that situation that he had with that girl. And when they've never replaced them. Well, Clyde Edwards or is a nice back, but then he was hurt for a couple of weeks this year. And that they, that but really... he ain't Kareem Hunt. No, no, he's not. Look at what Cleveland, look what happened with Cleveland when uh, they lost uh, Chubb and Hunt. I mean, right. they've yeah. now come back to the pack. Yeah. Baker Mayfield needs a big run running game. He absolutely has to have it. Um, I think Baker Mayfield, they move e- either this, you give Baker Mayfield $25 million. Oh, or what's just uh, Teddy Bridgewater? Teddy Bridgewater wants twenty five million dollars. Do you see that yesterday? Compared to forty two, Teddy Bridgewater twenty five million dollars. I mean, I I think that's I I I, I don't know. I you might I, as well I mean, ask for it, but my God, seems like Denver's going to move on from him. Yeah, they are. They are. They're going to try to get Watson. They're going to try either him or Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. 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 But what, but, if you're Rogers, why do you leave Green Bay? You got everything uh, in front of you here. And get this, you won 36 of 45 games. With so the new I coach. Denver? Yeah, with the new coach. Yeah. Why, why, you... would I, why would I go there, right? I mean, I've yeah. won 36 of 45 games. Let me go to Denver. Why? Right, right. I keep hearing people go like this. Well, he'll go to New York. New York's had the worst O-line. They've yeah, got him. No way. Had five freaking years to build an O-line in New York, and he yep. couldn't do Still it. Still hasn't done it. Still Did, hasn't done it. You remember the game uh, – Emmett Smith had with the separated shoulder. Yes, Giants. In, I want to say 94 against the Giants. Giants. He ran for like 150 yards in that yeah. game. And they won it in overtime. I'll never forget it. Had 28 carries. Yeah. They he's got the wing hanging off like he's, he's yeah. got the wing hanging down. The, the things like, yeah, right. I mean, he was, I think he was even wearing maybe a brace. He might have been. Yeah. In that game. And yeah. Yeah. He Incredible. had like 154 yards on yeah. 28 carries. He carried that team on his back. You're yeah. like, Dude, that and that's the kind of offense that Jalen Hurts needs to have. Do you need mm-hmm. to have a guy that's a bell cow dude? Yeah. How about this? If Jalen Hurts was on Tennessee, do you think that they would have the same record with him and Derrick Henry as you do with Ryan Tannehill? Um, 
if and he has AJ Brown and you know yeah. and the rest of this and guys. Julio Jones. Yeah. yeah, I do. Me too. I do. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Yeah, I don't and think he would give them another dynamic of running the ball because that's what they do. Yeah. How about this? If I put Tannehill's nothing special. No, he. I mean, how okay. about this? If I put Jalen Hurts on the Browns, mm-hmm. you think he'd have the same record as Mayfield? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Mayfield's special either. I don't think Jalen's special, but he can. You know. No, I he's think he's okay. a dude. You know? I think he's a dude. I don't think uh, you know he's not. I don't think he's going to ever be the definition of a franchise quarterback. No. No. But that doesn't mean you can't win games with him. But the thing is, is can you win in the playoffs and go beyond the first round? Absolutely. Okay, I got one for you here. What's Carson Wentz do against Bill Belichick this Saturday night? Oh, I can't wait to see it. You know, does Belichick – will Belichick be able to stop the running back? Probably. Not stop him, but minimize him. Gotcha. Because Carson hands the ball off, you know – he throws Jonathan it like Taylor, 17, 20 times a game. That's it. Jonathan Taylor's the second best back in the game. There's no question. But next to Derrick Henry. Yeah, next to yeah. Derrick Henry. And like I read you yesterday, Wentz is on pace for 37-28, 28 touchdowns and six picks, 63-3 in completion percentage, and 96.6 in QBR. Haas, I don't know what the hell happened in Philadelphia here. Mm. That's franchise numbers. Yeah, well, his offensive line was a sieve. So you got you down. Am I fair to say this that the Eagles downgraded at quarterback? Um. Well, when he was at his best, he was he was atrocious last year. So he had one year that yeah. was bad, though, Harry. I mean, you and didn't he also have the doesn't patience. stay healthy. Typically, he didn't stay healthy here. Was it one year? To, okay, wait. There was more. There, there was a. There was a. What? Tell me if I'm right. Ribs. There was a foot injury. He played all 16 his first year, and that was it. Okay. Yeah. So you thought you, the back. Time, you think it was time to move on? No, I don't. I, I wasn't ready to move on from him. I'm, he wanted out of here anyway. Okay. He wanted out. I would have kept him. Because you got to admit, yeah. he's going to drafted. I wouldn't have drafted Jalen Hurts in the second round. I would have drafted him another weapon or another lineman or something. How about this? You agree he's going to the Pro Bowl this year. He might. I mean, those are those what were the are numbers again? Numbers. What were they again? Three thousand seven hundred and twenty-eight, and I got it from the ESPN escalator okay. that they look okay. Oh yeah, where they project it? Is that what you're 3, saying? Three thousand seven twenty-eight, twenty-eight touchdowns and six picks, sixty-three-three in completion percentage, and ninety-six point six in QBR. Mm. That's Pro Bowl yeah. stuff, dog. Yeah, I mean that's that's close to the numbers that he had before he got hurt in the Rams game. When so he was on his way agree? to being the MVP, yeah. So yeah. do we agree he's going to be the comeback player of the year? Yeah, he could be. Yeah, I, I think that's a lock. How well, about this? Either him or Garoppolo, right? Oh, yeah. Garoppolo's done well. So you traded away the comeback player of the year. Yeah, for a first-round pick. I'd rather <laughs> have the quarterback. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's there ever that here, though, again. That's the thing. Because of Howie? Oh, just because, because the environment. Yeah, the environment. I think he, you know, he obviously preferred Reich to 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 Doug. Um, you know, him and Reich. I think it's just yeah. He played all sixteen. I'm sorry, he did it again in 2019. He played all sixteen. So he has one shitty year. They dump him. Yeah. Yeah. He dumped the franchise quarterback mm-hmm. because 
who th- you, that you expended it- a lot of capital to get too. By the way, you get, can't forget that's about right. that. Moving up from thirteen to eight to two, that's that's how he did it. Do you buy into the fact that when they here and, and know this? Well, when the Packers drafted Jordan Love, mm-hmm. everybody had a cow up in Green Bay, including Aaron Rodgers. So yeah. this is not something that's not something that quarterbacks go through when well, you Well, that was a first-round pick, too, for Jordan Love. This that's was right. a second round for her. So so what? Carson got a little bit bent that they drafted a quarterback with a premium pick at two. I mean, you know, I mean, it wasn't like they were being honest like they were in Kansas City with Alex Smith or being mm-hmm. honest with Garoppolo in San Francisco. They were open. The problem that I have that I think happened here yeah. is that Howie and the organization were not open that they were going to bring him in and draft. They even get this, the Buccaneers, when they got Kyle Trask in his past draft, mm-hmm. they went like this. Hey, Tom, we're going to draft a quarterback out of Florida. And just to let you know, we're giving you a heads up. Right. You gave the goat a heads up. What round was that? Sixth? Second. Second. Yeah, Trask was second? Tra- wow, yeah, wow. he's second round draft. Wow. Tour. Jeez. Yeah. So, but they went to Brady still, the goat. Yeah. So if if Carson Wentz got a little, I'm not making excuses for the kid because I think you have to have a backbone to play in Philly. You do. But here, let me give you this scenario. What happens if Aaron Rodgers had a bad year and was having a horrendous year and week 12 or week 13, they benched him for Jordan Love? Because that's what happened. And, and That's and, what happened. See, to me, here's the difference. When Favre and Rodgers were in the room, mm-hmm. Murphy – and the organization knew they had a guy who could take over. They knew they had a guy in Rodgers. Jordan Love right now, they, Green Bay knows he ain't the guy. He ain't and, the or guy. they would have moved off of him. And to me, I think in the offseason, you watch Green Bay gives Aaron Rodgers a four-year guaranteed deal. And they trade Love. And they either trade Jordan Love or they keep his ass just to save bait mm-hmm. like every other general manager does, okay? Right. See, I don't think Wentz had built up that asset and that equity in the locker room where they were no. going to be able to sit there and go like this. I don't give a crap if you don't like me benching you. You're not playing well. You're injured. The right. old line sucks. The whole thing is a train wreck right now. The coach is bitching with the GM. Yeah. You had so many dynamics. You had guys whispering in the corner. Your wide receivers were just like locker room clubhouse cancers. I mean, Alshon Jeffries right. and even Jackson whispering in corners about the quarterback. We love Foles and all this and that. Yeah. I mean, guys, there was yeah. so much noise was, in your room. No doubt. And and it was very apparent whenever the backup would come in, whether it was Foles, whether it was Hurts, whoever, that the team just seemed to respond differently to the other guy. Because it was a breath of fresh air to get yeah. away from all the controversy and all the noise. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at what Trevor Lawrence is going through right now. This is probably the most noise he's ever had from yeah. high school, college, oh, yeah. in his entire life. And he's watching his coach get a grind in a bar and his coach getting fired in the middle of the night and all that stuff. I mean, there was a lot of noise in Philly, Harry. You watch that he plays well this week and they win. They, they played Houston. That's a Watch very winnable goes for game. 450 I know. yards. Yeah, you know? three touchdowns, no picks. <laughs> right. I'd like, to, uh, 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 I, I'd like to give the game ball to my coaching staff right now. You guys are all winners. Right. <laughs> that would be great. That would be awesome. Yeah, I'm just looking at I'm just looking at those numbers, man. It's that's incredible for Carson. You, I didn't realize. You're shocked. I didn't realize Are you shocked? It. Yeah, I am because I mean I know you know they've been playing well. They're seven and six, but I I just thought it was all about the running back. 
See, and, and, and the, but the running game has afforded him that ability to put these sticks up and mm-hmm. these numbers up here. Right. That's why he's able. You see, they had no. I watched that game. Here, here, here's a typical Carson Wentz. Watch this. So they kicked the ball to the Eagles, okay? Mm-hmm. So here he is. Overthrow, second yep. down, you're second and 10. Right. Overthrow, third down, he holds on to the ball. Sack. 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 All of a sudden, you punt it away. Field position's on the other team. They kick a field goal or score a touchdown. That's Eagle football last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a nutshell, they couldn't get away from that. No, you're right. He, the receivers hold on to were the no ball. good. The offensive line was a, was a mash His unit. His mechanics were awful. The whole terrible. Every, yeah. And get this. Everybody was looking for life preservers last year. Look at the last game of the year. Mm-hmm. What they did. That was how the organization was acting. And then when you... You put these numbers up in a stable environment here with him. Yeah. I don't know about you, but like I said, dude, you can keep your first rounder. I I need a franchise guy to help me win ball games. Yeah. So you got to look at it this way. Who got the better of this deal? The Eagles getting a first rounder or the Colts getting a franchise quarterback? Well, it depends. What, if he what, stays healthy. What do, what do the Eagles do with that pick? Like, what does that turn into? Do they turn the three into – uh, a a quarterback at some in some way, whether they trade up or or whatever, and that guy becomes a franchise, then it's kind of a wash, right? How about this? Would you do this with these three ones? You use one of the ones to get an edge rusher or or somebody mm-hmm. that could be an impact on your defense. Yeah, you trade out of those those two. You turn those twos into into four. You get another first round draft choice, mm-hmm. and the following next two years, you get multiple first round draft choices. And you're able to build your football team yeah. by making those first round draft choices. You trade down in the draft, you get another high quality pick, and you keep splitting this thing up until you retool this football team through the draft. Would you do that, or would you take three ones coming up in this particular draft? Um, I would do the the former. Okay, you you would yep. you would you would try to build more of a future over yeah. the next three years. Yeah, over the next two three years, yeah. I see, would. see, to me. Harry, this is what, and I've been saying this on my show. I think the Eagles have a chance to be better than the Cowboys just for this number. They're going to have the draft assets. Mm-hmm. You're going to have the salary cap space. Right. Dallas is going to be in salary cap hell. Amari Cooper makes twenty million dollars. CD Lamb, Amari Cooper. I'm not Zeke. keeping Amari Cooper. The only reason they got Amari Cooper on that team is because they gave up a one for him. Um, Against the Raiders. With the Raiders, yeah. And then you got Zeke. You got to deal with that thing. That Zeke contract is $14 million against the cap next year. Wow. You're not keeping a guy who's averaging 40 yards a game for you on that team. He's toast. Or he's going to have to take a pay cut. So the, my point is, and then you got $42 million wrapped up in your in your quarterback. So look at this. Mm-hmm. 42, 20, and 15. Man, you got $75 million lined up in three players. You haven't even paid your offensive line yet. That's probably another 20. Mm-hmm. You got a hundred million dollars or $115 million lined up just on your first 11 guys. Not counting backups, not counting anybody else on your offense. And you haven't even addressed the defense and special teams yet. The Cowboys, in the next couple of years, now you get a chance to defer some of this money out because of the new collective bargaining agreement. They've made it team-friendly with some of these deals, like those old Todd Gurley deals. The Rams are going to be able to defer because they still owe them $25 million. You're going to be able to defer some of that cash out. But, man, the Cowboys are going to have some really tough decisions to make in the offseason. Yeah, you're you're right. And how do you you like this as far as a mock draft for the Eagles? 
Jordan Davis, defensive tackle from Georgia. 6'5", 345 pounds. He's that your next dude, Fletcher Cox. Dude, I did not. Harry, I didn't think he was that big, but he's he is a gigantic man. You imagine really him is. having him and Malata on that line. Man, that, that Eagle team would be a, one of the biggest teams in the league. Um, Kyle Hamilton, safety from Notre Dame with the 11th pick. He's wow. a stud. He is. And with the Indianapolis pick, let's, let me get it here. Uh, Tariq Castro-Fields, cornerback, Penn State. Another good one. Yeah. Yep, another good I'd one. I'd be great with that. Yeah, they need you – know? but see, like, like Seth Joyner said, do you think they're going to draft a linebacker? No. Not in the first round. Why? I don't know. That's just not what they do. I, I they haven't done it since 1979. Now, Marcel's had a rule. Yeah, he never drafted a running back in the top three rounds. Mm-hmm. Oh, and three. Team, and he built his team on running the ball. I mean, he never had. I mean, Curtis Martin. Remember, Curtis Martin remember right? He stud. got injured his senior year at Pitt. Pitt, yeah, and fell. And fell, yeah. and they he got was, him. He and was a stud. And the other guys they had, remember, they found Otis Anderson on the scrap heap. Right. They had Joe, Joe Morris. Morris. Had, Joe yeah, Morris. later rounds from yeah. Syracuse, right? There weren't really a lot of dudes that they had where they were first-round draft choices. Yeah. And if they were, they were first-round draft choices from other teams. Right, right. Yeah, Parcells knew what he – I mean, Parcells is stuck. Oh, here yeah, we go. Yeah. Linebacker in the second round from Penn State, Brandon Smith in this mock draft. Okay, he's, okay. He, he's a heck of a football player. Yeah. Yeah, no. I'd be great. Linebacker, Eagles, come on. Seth goes there, there's no way they're doing it. <laughs> no way. Not in the second round, he said? Yeah, they just don't do that. One, two, eight, one through three are premium. Do you know the most productive round in NFL history is the third? Is it really? Yeah, because you're not overvaluing and you're mm-hmm. not overpaying. And Joe Montana was a third rounder. Russell Wilson was That's a third right. rounder. You know, so those guys in the round three, you know, you're not overpaying for people. Top 10 picks, you're usually always overpaying. Right. Yeah, I think – wasn't it Belichick who said he'd basically rather have like a second-round pick than a first-round pick? Look, look, look at his – hey, name me name me a Hall of Fame player that Tom Brady played with in New England that won a Super Bowl that was – a first round pick. Won a Super Bowl with. Hmm. Just a trick question. No. Um was Seymour a first round pick? You're breaking up. Won a Super Bowl. First round. I can't name one. There isn't one. Okay. All right. Where was Seymour drafted? Or he had to be close to the first round. That was probably Seymour? one of those. Yeah. Was that in the first couple of years? Um, let me see where he got drafted. Because I, I don't remember him. Because he's the guy they ended up trading to. Because Deion uh, Branch to was Deion Branch. And remember they had Troy Brown? Yeah. Okay. And Gronk was a second rounder Richard at Arizona. Seymour. Let me see where Richard Seymour was drafted. Oh, no, no, no. I said on offense. Oh, on offense. Okay. Yeah. You must have, you were breaking up. You probably uh, said offense, and I didn't okay, hear Okay, yeah, it. offense. Okay. Um, he was he actually never... sixth overall, Seymour. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. On offense. Okay, so offense. Uh, definitely wasn't – was it a tack? Did they draft a tackle ever in the first round? Probably. I'm talking hmm. like those skilled – like wide receivers. Skilled guys. Oh, none. Skilled guys. None. 
Remember when that huddle looked like Amendola, Edelman. Mm-hmm. Amendola was on the Eagles practice squad. Here's something else. Remember Hernandez went in the fourth or fifth round because right. of all the crap down in Florida. He yeah. was projected to be a one. Gronk was a second round pick. Gronk was a second rounder yeah. at Arizona. Right. Yeah. Did you ever hear the story when they brought him into uh, New England? No. So they bring him into New England. Gronk's got flip-flops on. It's 30 below. <laughs> he's got flip-flops and he's got like a guinea tee on. He walks in. He f- Belichick walks in. He's falls. He's asleep. And so him and Bill start talking and Broncos, man, I, I had no thinking that they were ever going to draft me, man. And they mm-hmm. take him because he was always hurt at uh-huh. Arizona. Arizona, Yeah, I never even knew about him really in college. Oh, I never heard of yeah. him when he was yeah. there, right? right? Right. And all of a sudden, man, this guy, he shows up and he's the greatest tight end in the history. He is the greatest tight end of all time. He's Unbelievable. So and still it. going, man. Still going at a, at a high level. I've never seen a guy like that dominate a game the way he dominates that. He's he's yeah. the best of all time. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with you. All right, uh, Dan, this was great, man. It's 1 o'clock already. Holy and cow. You, and you got another show coming up this afternoon. From oh, Florida good, State. man. Good. How many more Washington football team players will be put in the COVID protocol before your show starts this afternoon? Dr. Fauci's reporting that it'll be another five, and I'm sure that you have to wear a mask when you go to the toilet now, too. So there'll be a new there'll be a new requirement. Well, right now there's 21 total from Washington's football team in the wow. COVID protocol. And Adam Schefter says the NFL now has seven teams in enhanced COVID protocols. The Browns, Bears, Falcons, Lions, Rams, Vikings, and Washington. Watch this. Hey, come come Friday. Yep. Everybody's cleared to play. No, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Everybody's Jerry, up. Thank you, brother. You got it. Thank you. Uh, uh, we'll be back with Barrett tomorrow at 11 o'clock from Fargo, North Dakota. Stay tuned for Dan's show later this afternoon. This is Joe Krause of Krause's Coats inviting you to donate a slightly worn coat or jacket and help veterans stay warm this winter. Go to Krause's Coats on Facebook to help those who've served. Have a happy holiday. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. The city of Philadelphia sparkles during the Christmas holiday season with an array of colorful light displays and illuminated Christmas trees donated or installed for free by the talented electricians of IBEW Local 98. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities at IBEW Local 98, visit us at www.ibew98.org.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. 